everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is episode 169 of the show. Um, I am it's Peter. It's 619. That's how math works. <laughs> yeah, that's it is. It's <laughs> the same numbers, it's almost the same. No, 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 no. There's a good few hundreds before we get to 619. Yeah, 169 and you just transpose them at 619 and then Rey Mysterio kicks you in the head. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing the show for over 10 years by the time we get to 619, but I mean, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, I'm Pierre Mass here. Uh, yeah. There he is. Uh, as, as evidenced by the terrible Con- math skills. Connor, Connor, do you know what a 619 is? I, not a clue, no. Okay. Should if I? we're in person, I would demonstrate it on you. I feel I would like love I to, don't want to. I would love happen. to see Matt try a 619. I think there'd be some comedy gold in that visual. Um, Specifically try it on me or just him try it in general? Just him try it in general. Let's just say um, this is something for more of a dex, dex, dexterous. Does that work? A little bit after. Um, Walter, the massive Austrian man, did one earlier this week. I'm pretty sure I could get one. <laughs> I don't think you've got the mobility for it, Matt. Uh, I'm just going to say. Okay, I'm going to practice. I think that's how we're going to right now. This will be a tough sell to the wife, but she'll understand. What do you even practice on? You need, like, ropes to do it. Yeah. You got to have the balance. It's it's fine. I grew up watching Rey Mysterio. It's fine. <laughs> We're talking about DC Comics on this show. Coming up on this week's show, we have a late spattered of books. We got Batman 77, we got Aquaman 51, Jimmy Olsen issue 2, and Black Mask, You're the Villain issue 1. Uh, those are coming up on the show. Plus, Carlos has got some Patreon punishment issues, I think. Yes. You got, you do. Did you do both of them? I didn't read mine yeah. this week. I'll do mine next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Yes, you are. Uh, not, not on the week where there's four books. You, you, instead, you did it when next week there's like 12. Good job, Pete. Um, first of all, there's like eight next week, not twelve. Secondly, secondly, <laughs> this only this only maintains my terrible. <laughs> that was, that was like a good twenty minutes when we were waiting for Matt, where you could have read it. I didn't know it was going to be that long, though. I don't know it's going to be twenty minutes. Hey, I was introducing my mother-in-law to kill switch engage. All right, and I put my phone down. And I didn't look. Also, also twenty minutes by ass. I was. It's a comic from the sixties. I need at least thirty-five minutes for that bad boy. Oh come on. Oh my god, you want to talk about old comics real quick? Uh, I think you I've do. been reading Tales of the uh, or, or is it, yeah, Tales of the New Teen Titans. Whew. Now I understand why people thought comics were just for kids. I, I thought Matt was going to crack a joke there and say some someone no. like Richard Pryor. I I, I am no. <laughs> I am uh I am not looking forward to the Starfire issue, I'll tell you that much. That Beast Boy one was rough. Interesting. Oh I forgot. Did y'all read as... that one? I got to individual issues of the characters. Yeah. I go back to it. I was enjoying the story, though. Well, maybe it's just because they're one-shots that they're dealing with the origin. But yeah, they are hooey. Okay, Uh, okay. And we we always joke about the Teen Titans having older than teenagers in there. That's been a problem since the beginning. Because, like, Cyborg at this point in his 20s. Beast Boy's got to be in his 20s. You know, I haven't got to Starfire yet. I think Raven's a teenager, but yeah. Connor, you read these, right? No. Oh, shoot. I thought you did. Oh, boy. Oh, well. What can one do? I was going to say maybe I will, but you're not helping. No. I mean, I I picked them up originally because of I wanted to read Starfire's origin. And uh, I was like, well, I can't just read issue four. 
and not one, two, and three. And uh, I probably, I probably Killed should have. Yeah, probably should have. Uh, yeah, I liked what I read the New Teen Titans, but um... yeah, Jim's contract is pretty good. Like that, that, that's aged well. Yeah, I mean, even the start of it, like yeah. I read the first, I don't know, trades worth, I guess. Um, it was good. Definitely a bit dated in it, the way it, it was a bit overwritten. Uh, like I feel like sometimes when I'm reading old comics, I kind of have to just stop bothering with the, the extra narration boxes that are almost useless because they don't really offer any information that's not in the panel yeah. already. Um, yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve with the old comics is they always have to describe everything that's going on in the panel. I, I, I see it. The art is there. I can see what's yeah. happening. Well, especially when you have Marv Wolferman on, on art, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And again, art's gotten a lot more sophisticated, uh, you know, in the last few decades, and you know they've learned to just trust the artist to tell some of the story and not have to, oh, you know, so and so moves out the way and just barely dodges a thing. Yeah. Show don't tell. Show don't tell. Simple. Yep. yep. Simple. Simple. Speaking of show don't tell, wait, we got news, Pete. Uh, we do. We do have some news. Uh, before we get to the news, though, we have everyone's favorite segment of the month. I was trying to move past this. Yeah, um, either way, that could have come after the news. You could have gone with the segue. Sales figures. No, he's got to throw up a speed bump. We're trying to have a race. And and Pete's like, hey, watch this. And like, Mixie <laughs> Pidlick conjures a, a speed bump. We're going to talk about sales figures. No, 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 no that's not true. You're going to talk about sales figures. Me and Matt are going to sit here. I'll get something out of you. I'll get something out of you. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue here. Number one and two for the month of July 2019 are both related to each other. They're both number ones. Um, I'm going to guess they're House of X and Powers of X. You're correct. You're even in the right order. House of X was number one, bro. Powers of X was number two. With Let me guess, House of X came out first. Uh, well, yes, by yeah. one week. Because yeah. that was also the big number one. That was Hickman on X-Men, and they probably ordered a hell of a lot more than those. Yeah, so, makes How, sense. House of X did 185,000, Powers of X did 167,000. So, they sold a lot of copies. Um, number three is Amazing Spider-Man, number 25. Number four Uh-oh. is The Walking Dead, number 193, which was the final issue. Right, um, makes sense. I, I feel like in, in some of the months, that would have topped it. Yeah, very possibly. That said, well, though, well, also, admittedly, they didn't know it was the final issue. They didn't know it was the last issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they had to have known enough because I think since doing the show is the first time, well, since Pete's been forcing sales figures upon us anyways, <laughs> that it's been in the top, so... Yeah, although to be fair, Amazing Spider-Man issue 25 is not exactly... I mean, maybe they did something special for 25, but it's not exactly a huge issue on I mean, its own, I think mean, right? it was a bigger issue. Um, yeah. Like, it was like a big... Anniversary-sized. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. It was $8, actually, now that I'm looking at the price. Uh, worth mentioning, both of those X Men books were six dollars each. Just uh, for for the for the record there. Uh, so so yeah, first four no sign on DC, but then we have a, a DC trifecta. In fact, we have a Batman trifecta. Last night on Earth, number two, two. Uh, was at number five with one hundred and five thousand copies. Number six is Batman Curse of the White Knight issue one with ninety one thousand copies, and then number seven is Batman Who Laughs number seven with eighty eight thousand copies. So. Batman trifecta, although notably not Tom King's Batman. I was just going to say that. That is notably absent, I think, at that yeah. point. Yeah. And then you have Black Cat number two at number eight with... Uh, I, I smell shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you had a ton of those variant covers. 
We went over that last time, so I'm sure... Or, or maybe this is one of the ones that Marvel just overshipped. Went, here, mm. have some extra copies. Uh, number nine is Immortal Hulk, number 20, with 83,000 copies. I mean, I like that book, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really complain yeah, too I'm much. Yeah, I'm okay with that one being that one. Nope. Yeah, uh, number 10 is Batman, 74, with 78,000. Um, number th- uh, 75 came in at 13, with 78,000. Uh, what's interesting, actually, about a DC books is the fact that they've actually counted the cardstock variants as separate entries on this list. Oh. They're not combined. And So if you add them up... Well, here's the, here's the interesting one, because most of them, the cardstock variant is quite low down. Like, you know, it'll be like, you know, let's say Detective does its usual 40,000, then there's another 10,000 of the cardstock variant, like way down past 100 right. somewhere. Um, the one notable exception to that is Deceased, because Deceased number 3 comes in at number 14 with 68,000. The mm-hmm. cardstock variant for Deceased number 3 comes in at number 16 with another 63,000, so that almost doubles its number. That comfortably puts it in the top. What five, was the yeah, cardstock? That puts it number 3. That puts it comfortably number at number 3. What, what number of Deceased was that? Uh, number 3. Uh, that's uh, that's crazy. Research. Um... So, so yeah, so Deceased is notably actually really high up if you count the variant. Um, which not, which oh, most yeah. of is normally you yeah. would. Yeah, I'm not sure why the car stock, I guess it's because of a different price, because it's $5 instead of 4 I think that's why they have yeah, to count but separately. I don't understand why that one would be, because that was the really lame nun Superman uh, cover. Yeah, but, uh, but if people are collecting the movie covers anyway, Matt, and they want to feel set, then... Because um, DC, with their standard variants, will send half and half to most stores. Right. So still But this is the car sock. Well, wait, no, wait a minute. I just clicked on it now, and it gave me a different cover. So yeah, that, it's the Wonder Woman zombie cover. Ah, there that you was go. the card stock. So that makes more sense. Yeah. So, uh, it's nice to see deceased doing well. Uh, as far as all the DC stuff, looking here, uh, Detective Comics comes in. Well, it's actually better than forty thousand. What I said, uh, fifty-six thousand on issue one thousand seven. Um, what's the next one though? There was two issues, right? Should have been. So this is where Control F comes in. <laughs> Usually they're really close together though, which is why I'm. Whoa! Why is this so much lower down? Yeah, well the second one's at forty thousand at number forty-five. <laughs> why did why did the first one do so well? Because they've been in the forty thousands recently. Because I remember that's why I guessed that number. Because they've been more or less been around that. Why why is one thousand seven notably higher? Did they have like a big variant that was popular or something? I don't remember. That is weird. Okay. Uh, Justice League, uh, number 22. Uh, that's issue 28, 55,000. Um, yeah, again, that's a bit higher than the other issue. Well, did all the first of the, the, the Double Shippers last month have something special going on? I can't remember. I, don't remember I mean, I don't remember. the first issue of the Double Shippers is typically the ones that had the card stock, but they're counting them separately, so... Uh, maybe they're not counting the Double Shippers separately. Let me, on, let me scroll down and see these card stocks. Uh, now Batman 75 is there, so... That one's definitely oh, counted. Un- unless it's the second one that had the, the card stock variant. So it's the first one. Uh, and is the a, second you know, one's split. The second one's yeah. split. That makes sense. Okay, we've, we've, we've sussed it out. Yeah. Yeah, we've sussed it out. Oh, Excellent. Good. Detective Detective work. Um, yeah, because you got like Batgirl at number ninety-three with seventy. Oh, sorry, with twenty-three thousand. Uh, but then you've got like around nine thousand if you go and find the cardstock version. So you know it actually goes over thirty, which sounds a bit more 
right. Yeah. Uh, so, no, interesting. Uh, let's see where Superman's at for funds. Uh, number 63 with 34,000, but the cardstock variant. Uh-huh. Uh, number 129 with 17,000, so that puts up to, what, like 47, 48,000? Yeah. yeah. People need to be buying Superman. Sounds about right. Come on, guys. And hey. action. I am both. Yeah, you're upsetting Matt. Connor. What's up? That, yeah, you were talking about it. Superman, so I just kind of tuned out. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, I know. He's saying that's oh, the problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was good timing then, wasn't it? Oh, dear. All right. You know, I fairly saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, this week, and uh -huh. there was a great line about, about a ginger, uh, which really yeah. made me laugh. C couldn't help but think of Connor in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so... <laughs> I will be appropriately insulted. Yes. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> and she's a member of the, the Manson family as well. Mm -hmm. Which Joe you know what's so funny about that movie is that because I'd just seen the main hunter episode with the Manson stuff in it, is that it kind yep. of it kind of prepped me for some of the stuff in the movie because at one point when they go to the the, the, the ranch where all the Manson family are staying, it's at one point someone said, Hey Tex and I went, I don't know who Tex is. I just watched yeah. Mindhunter. I just watched Mindhunter. <laughs> Um, I do have a recommendation. So if you guys are watching mine, I got to get caught up on mine. I got to watch season one. Um, and then to two, because the, the guy that plays Manson mm. in once upon a time, they got from Mindhunter. Like it was, yeah. you know, I, I don't know as an actor, that's what you want to be. Like, you're so good at looking <laughs> like Charles Manson hey, that you I, get cast in two of the biggest things of 2019. We, we spoke about yeah. this. I, I said, make yeah. the most of it. Yeah, do it, right. Do it for as long as you can, and then go right. Well, um, runs over. Hey, to be fair, There's... he's got like a big beard in uh, Main Hunter because it's obviously like 1980, yeah. so it's later. later. Whereas yeah. what they've done for Once Upon a Time is they just shaved his beard down to stubble, and yeah. <laughs> that's Young Manson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's very unsettling, <laughs> like uh, in Once Upon a Time. Um, but no, if if anyone's listening, or even Pete, uh, I don't know if you have time for a lot of podcasts, but there's a really good series from. Uh, um, you must remember this, Karina Longworth, yeah. that she does on on the Manson family and a lot of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like it's a Venn diagram of what was going on in L.A. at the time and what the Manson family was doing, and they're, they're a perfect uh, piece yeah. to go with each other. I, I already shielded that podcast out uh, when we yeah. did that episode of Mindhunter. It's like, yeah. hey, if you want, to, if you want to know more about yeah. the story, go check it out. It's great. I think they did yeah. their own, uh, like a separate feed, yeah. just for the. There's the there a separate feed of it. Uh, when I got a hold of it, it was on on the same feed, and that's how I found out about the full show, which you know I just it's I really good anyway, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, the show's really good, but it, it's a lot of old Hollywood stuff, and um, but yeah, so it, it's if you know Pete's like, oh Tex, I, I know that name. <laughs> you get to really know Tex. Yeah. Uh, through, through, you know, you must remember this. So, check that out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sales figures, though. We can wrap up the sales figures. Uh, you'll be delighted to hear. Would have been more delighted five minutes ago. Shut yeah. your face. So, so wait, Mindhunter, does the first season take place in the 70s? Late, se late 70s. Okay, late 70s. Yeah, it's like 79 okay. and then season two. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're around like. 77 to 82 ish yeah. is what um, we're kind of spanning so far, I, I think. Gotcha. I, I listened to a, a podcast that talked about Zodiac, 
and they basically called Mindhunter Zodiac the, the series. Like they share a lot of similarities. Kind of, yeah. Um, There's definitely so, some parallels to... Which, which, Zodiac's my favorite Fincher movie, which I know is weird, but... The only um, thing I'll say about Mindhunter, Matt, is that if you're not like loving the first episode, watch episode two yeah. before you make up your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... That, that's most Fincher things. I did that with House of Cards, although I never finished the, the second season. Like, I got to the second season. Um, never, never I remember that. the first season of that where it's all, it's all Shakespeare. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was Macbeth, complete with it's, it's good, but when I watched it, we were right in the middle of this political insanity that is the United States. And I'm just like, I'm getting this in real life. I don't need to watch a TV version. You know? Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's Netflix. It's not going anywhere, right? At least one would think. So. Uh, no, unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But no, I'll, I'll get around to to Mindhunter. It's it's next after, I think, The Boys. I've, I've prioritized it. Yeah, it's just um, every scene where they sit down with a killer in the prison yeah. and interview them is just because Fincher only does the pilot right or oh no he didn't do all of them he, he did like 3 or 4 in season 1 he's done that 2 in season 2 so Ooh-wee. So. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this on twitter but I, I had the realization that I think to me uh, I don't know if this counts as a hot take but I think Fincher's a better director than Tarantino I think I'm oh, willing to put that yeah. out there well Connor's not going to argue with that he is Tarantino no, I, I'm, I I'm all in on that yeah so yeah. Um, it's actually Tarantino's scripts I dislike more than his direction. No, I'm just saying as as a storyteller, because you as look a at storyteller as a whole, sure. Yeah, I, I look at a lot of Fincher stuff, and I I don't know if I relate to it more, if I just I like it more. Even his stuff that I'm not a big fan of, like Benjamin Button, is entirely watchable. Versus the stuff that I don't like from Tarantino, I just never want to go, you know, watch yeah. it again. I I can't go along with this opinion because there's nothing from Tarantino I don't like. And I definitely like a lot more Tarantino than I do Fincher. Fin- Fincher's got some great stuff, but he's there's definitely stuff from him that I just don't like and I never just, want to see again. There's the, the, with me there's similarities because they both take things that they enjoy from film and and do their versions of it. So like with Fincher, you'll get like this this sequence in a movie that could be a short film. It's like a social network, it's that rowing mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Right? Or in Benjamin Button, it's the dancing scene. You know her uh, her ballet, and it just you know and, and Tarantino does that type of stuff too. But I just feel like Tarantino's a little bit more frenetic, and I just when he misses like with with me with with Hateful Eight or Jackie Brown, it's a big miss. Versus Fincher, where it's like oh, I guess you know Fincher Bowman's fine, but nah, uh, I will happily take any of those Tarantino movies over Benjamin Button happily. Nah, nah, not me. Benjamin Button nah, is a me. painful experience that I never want to revisit. Nah. Thank you very much. Um, Connor, you're stupid. <laughs> Did he just say, Connor, you're stupid? Or is that the ghost again? I mean, I said that movie's stupid, but I, I have no problem with you mishearing that as Connor's stupid. Gotcha. I, I just know I will likely never watch a Tarantino movie again in my entire life. But I'm okay with it. Uh, but see, here's the thing, though. I feel Tarantino's highs are higher. So, like, I love Inglorious Bastards and I love Zodiac. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather watch Inglorious Bastards again. Than Zodiac at any given moment, you know Zodiac I have to be in the mood for. And Glorious so. Bastards I love, but it's mid tier Tarantino for me. Oh, not me! It's my favorite. It's it's, it's at the top. No, I I, I agree. With, out of the ones I've seen, that's the one I would say I like the most. And even that, it's like, yeah, it's all right. I never need to see it again. Right. Oh no, Kill Bill. Hey, baby. I have a thread in the group that nobody but James responded to of giving me your top five Tarantinos. So if y'all want to go in there, 
That's because I hadn't seen Once Upon a Time yet. I saw it. But not just you, Pete, but there's other people. Huh? I didn't have anything to add without just being negative. And I thought, well, I'll wait till there's more people for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah no, uh -huh. no one else showed up. Oh. Yes. Um, once upon a time didn't crack my top five though, so I mean it wouldn't have affected no, my answer. But yeah. um, I liked the movie, but not, not top but five. But see, I, in that the the rules I set though, uh, Kill Bill's one movie. Yes, I always so, count Kill Bill as one movie. Okay, I didn't know because when you said it wouldn't crack your top five, I thought he's put both Kill Bills in there. Nah, 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 nah. Kill Bill, Django Unchained, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. And then number five. Well, if you said Bastards is mid-tier, there you go, because that's nine. Sure. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking of mid-tier as exactly, literally just the middle one, like mid-tier oh. being the so, middle few. Well, it's either going to be four or five, Pete. That's, that's the mid of ten. He's not quite at ten. No, if four's, if four's mid-tier, then so is six. They're equally middle. Yeah, he's right. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Oh, it's, it's, it's either Bastos or Hateful Eight, but I mean, regardless. That's, yeah. So. That, that, that's, that's how I feel on the, the Tarantinos. Um, yes. But. News. Yes, news. I've got news to talk about. Um, we have some unfortunate news. Kind of the, the something we feared based on the solicits last week has been confirmed. And it's a damn shame. G. Willow Wilson is exiting Wonder Woman officially, and Steve Orlando is taking over. And her last issue, at least solicited, is 81. Uh, given that Orlando's arc that he started, though, in the October solicits takes him up to, like, January or February, that means that that's just probably it. Because like, she says she's done it, She's done by the end of the year. So, yep. uh, that means her run was 58 through 81, uh, barring one uh, Orlando fill-in issue. So, uh, certainly not as huge as I would have liked. I was hoping for a nice long run out of her, but... And I was just putting her over to people at my comic book store. I was like, it's very reminiscent of the stuff that I love from the Rucker run, but it's done very much in, in Wilson's voice, and she's doing fun stuff with, with Wonder Woman. And then two days later, hey, this news drops. Hey, Orlando. Ugh. And I just, and again, I feel like people could consider this as we have an axe to grind against Orlando, and I don't feel we do. This is not like the author that we don't like to talk about. I just... It's just really so medium. far, yeah, out of Orlando, I just, when we have how many books coming out in November and October, if I have to drop an Orlando Wonder Woman, that's It's okay. an easy choice. Like, it, it, it's an yeah. easy choice to, to just drop it because there's so many books starting in October that, well, that's yeah. two Wonder Woman issues. Yeah. Well, not between, two. The first one's still... September and November, like between yeah. those three months, there's yeah. probably a good, you know, 10 or 15 books starting. Right. Between, you know, the, between the horror comics... Mm -hmm. and everything else there's there's a lot yeah so honestly i mean that, so on the upside this is almost like a an easy drop so it's, it's almost good news in a way because it's like well that makes some room for a couple yeah. of things but... and i never thought i'd get to that point reading comics where i'm like oh good something i can drop but we're in such a good place for comics right now we're like i'm reading more marvel than i have in, in times and like and so that takes up spots and you know i just got caught up on thor because, you know, DC is priority. So, and I still have those two issues of Valkyrie to read. So, without having to read a Wonder Woman, even if I don't fill it with a DC book, that's something else there. 
I'm pretty sure with all those books starting, you'll definitely be fan of the DC book. Something out of those 15 new number ones that are going to tickle your fancy yeah. out. I'm... Well, I mean, Basketball of Heads, definitely. It's a Viking axe. There's, there's, there's Harley and Ivy by yeah. Halsey. Yeah. But that, that's a mini, so... Well, I, to I be fair, a lot, to be fair, a lot of those like number one yeah. you were talking about are minis. Like very few of them yeah. are actually ongoings, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I am kind of at the point now where I'm expecting because they're announcing, hey, here's a mini, here's a mini. I feel like by the time these minis are ending, we'll have more starting up. Probably. I mean, mm. it does mean there'll be a lot more rotation though, because it feels like they're not announcing as many ongoings as they used to, which, which isn't a bad thing. Just this is what I've wanted them to do forever. So we we talked. I feel like I talk about this every week now. So where, where you do have seasons of it, so you can yeah. rotate, yeah, it's, and it's not constantly ongoing. It's the Dark Horse uh, model. Yeah. Yeah. Where where they do it with okay, here's you know another mini oh, and then another mini series, yeah. and they're, and they're all sequels. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're all and they're all not quite standalone, but if you read this in order, you're getting a little bit more out of it than just starting there. Well, I mean, uh, I, I think the example right now is uh, White Knight, where that was a mini, and then mm-hmm. it's got a sequel. So, I mean, yep. they're already, he's already talking about a third one, yeah. so, you know, by yeah. the time it's all done, it'll be more like a 25-issue yeah. book. Yeah, but... like, I, I know um, Murphy was, he, he's launched, or is launching a Kickstarter for a book soon. Um, he's done, like, two previous Kickstarters already, I think. Um, and he basically said, my plan is one book for, you know, Marvel slash DC, Right. Book for himself, and you know, just alternate back and forth well, so you can get burned out. We, we we've heard about that in movies forever. The one for them, one for me, yeah. model of directing. So mm. uh, um, it makes sense. It's coming to comics. So just just to add on here, uh, part of the reason for this is she says that she's got a, a bucket list dream project that she's getting, and that's why she's dropping Wonder Woman. Uh, maybe that's a DC, maybe it's a Marvel, maybe hey, it's something hey, else. If it's a JSA book, I'm okay <laughs> with it. Honestly, given it's a bucket list item, I would say it is DC or Marvel, because that doesn't sound like something she's just getting to do no. elsewhere. Has herself. she ever done tea books? Uh, not to my knowledge. Huh. So that'd be fun to see how she, she would play that off. Oh, obviously, being a DC podcast, we're hoping it's a DC book. but uh... Yeah. Well, my brain immediately went to Starfire, but that's just me. <laughs> That's your dream book. Yeah, I don't. Yes. I, I don't know if I. I mean, maybe it is a bucket list item, but it doesn't seem big enough to me to be like, I want to drop no, Wonder Woman not. for it. You know. But I just from from what I've heard, I haven't read her Ms. Marvel. Hey, but hey. I feel that's, that's what. I I know we all we're all hoping for Taylor, but I mean, what if she's getting Batman? Yeah. Batman needs a new writer soon. <laughs> yeah. That's bucket list worthy. Um, it is. My <laughs> only thing is that's yeah. ending in in such a short amount of time, relatively speaking to comics, you know, and how far ahead they yeah. solicit. I feel they've got that locked in already and have had that yeah. locked in for a little while now. So yeah. Probably since they announced that, you know, okay, you know, he's coming off and he's doing this other book. Well, she, she may go. have been locked in in this other book for a while as well. She, uh, this yeah. might just be, like, after working on the first few issues of whatever she's doing, she's like, I need time for this. I can't do... It's possible. Yeah. Well, okay. that would explain, and that would also, if you try to match the, you know, we're getting conspiracy theory here, but if you match up the, the delay where Orlando came in and told his story... You know what I mean? Well, she was putting together a pitch for the stream project, and that's why. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's lately or even. I'm just, you know, just the timing yeah. is interesting that we know well, we're getting a new Batman writer. I haven't read her Ms. Marvel, but it's a completely different tone than stuff that we've been getting in in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So it could literally be anything because that's how well versed of a writer uh, for superhero comics she's become. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
No, so hopefully it's DC. I'm excited for whatever it is, though, because she's she's very good. Um, and obviously there's always a chance that it's something like an Archie or something, because like, that could be a dream project. But I'm going to assume DC or Marvel until until otherwise. Yeah, uh, yeah so if it was creator owned, I think we would have known. Yeah, you know, like yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So, uh, okay, time for your weekly Shazam uh, delay. Uh, so yeah. for the eighth week in a row. <laughs> DC's pushed back Shazam's issue 7, uh, another week in the schedule. Notably, last time it was two weeks they pushed it back. It's now been pushed back to September 25th. And I feel like at this point, they should just take it off the schedule and just solicit it again when they actually know it's coming out. That that feels like yeah, a good Yeah, there are currently four issues solicited. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, it, I, this is this is what I was teasing with me and Connor. I think, at least as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm done reading Shazam until... Until it comes yeah. out. Yeah. No, even, even when it does come out, I'm, I'm not reading issue It was seven. a joke. It was a joke, no, Connor. I Get know, the sense I know. I of humor. I just want to make it clear. Uh, you know, it, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm done. You know, it, it's a decent enough book, but, you know, the art issues were, were hurting it anyway, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And it's just... Does it, like, you know, like, oh, we can wait three months for an issue of Doomsday Clock, and then you get an issue of Doomsday Clock, and it's... Oh, holy shit, right? And it's so yeah. dense and there's so much. I, I wait three months, I get an issue with Shazam, I'm like, yeah, that was good. And it, it just, you know, uh, I'll I'll read it eventually when there's 20 issues. Yeah, I'll still read it when it comes out. Um, I, I'm not feeling that strongly about yeah. this. I'm, I'm just kind of feeling it like... Comes out. It's just it's just kind of funny to me. Like, I don't know. I'm not that pissed about it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of amusing. No, I'm not even angry at it. I'm just like, Joe, you know I've just... I, I've lost interest. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't really, I just don't lose interest because of delays. I, I just kind of, uh, when it comes out, I'll read it. I don't really think about it too much. Um, there's definitely some other examples where it's so long that I don't remember anything that happened in a book. Well, that, that's what that I'm getting an issue. at with this one. With, with six, I don't remember what happened, and I don't really feel like digging back through my back issues. Yeah, I'll read it anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um,. No, you know, I'll still read it, folks. Don't worry. Someone will talk about it. But, um, yeah. So September twenty fifth, the current date. Um, we'll see you next week when it's pushed back to October second or whatever the next yeah. Wednesday is. Um, so then I'll delay. Actually, this one's a bit more interesting, given the backlash that happened last week when solicits came out. Young Justice issue eight has been pushed back, uh, to September eleventh. Uh, which is about five weeks of a delay. September was supposed to be a skip month anyway, so there wasn't one solicited for September. Mm-hmm. Yes, but now uh, August is now skipping a month. Yeah. So here's the here's the interesting thing here, though, is that the speculation immediately turned to what if they're fixing Tim's costume because everyone hates it? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Because that's the first issue with the new costume. It was the reveal of that cover. Uh, where everyone was uh, cracking jokes about it. In fact, my favourite joke, which I saw in the last week, is that someone photoshopped on the UPS logo onto his chest. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. Because it looks like a UPS <laughs> uniform. He's the delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Young Justice issue 8. So, it's not really that big of a deal, given that it's not really pushing back issues beyond it, um, given there was a skip month anyway. So uh, let's hope the artist is going through the issue uh, and changing all Tim's panels, <laughs> and that's why it's been delayed a month. <laughs> and then the previous two, uh, subsequent two issues as well. Yes. 
Yeah, well, so, about, so Connor, yeah. 20, 20 minutes ago, they put up footage from, from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so, um, is it online? No. So, so be on the lookout for Disney to drop that later. Joe's really funny is um, they showed the, the Mandalorian trailer like in the room yeah. to the panel. And I was yeah. like, God damn it. Then he's put it online already. And, and, and yeah. James was like, yeah, well, good luck with that. You'll be waiting months. And then literally like as soon as he said it, later, he was like, yeah. here's the trailer. So, so usually I never watch it on my phone first. Right. Cause it's like, why? But I was at dinner and I was like, well, I'm not going to not. And I didn't even realize that was Werner Herzog's voice until I watched the trailer again at home. Yeah. Oh, can I just yeah. say I love when James is wrong about things? It fills me with joy. It is yeah. nice, isn't it? Because he's so it pessimistic is. and says it's all. Well, he's, he always assumes the worst possible thing is going to happen. Yeah. And just because he was right about Spider-Man, for now, I'm not convinced that it's, this is. Current. He was just talking about this in the D23 thread where I was checking on news, where he was saying the other day it's really messed up how pow- powerful Disney is, and like they need to take a step back, and people need to take a step back from them. And now all the D23 Disney so Plus like, yeah, up. Give it me all. But at least he's self-aware about it because he goes, this is what's called the duality of man. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah. so I just, person. I saw that and I, I didn't mean to break in as, you know, Kramer-esque as that was, but the last time they threw up a, a behind the scenes thing, it was up within a couple hours. So, Ooh, um, excited. Yeah. Mandalorian looks great though, doesn't it? Yes, I do. That's exactly my shit. Yeah. So, as but he, he my didn't wife wants hate to know. The He's just annoyed yeah. that we're talking about it. I know. I just my wife wants to know why that's not Boba Fett. And then when I told her that Bando, Boba Fett's not a true Mandalorian, she went, "Uh oh, here comes a history lesson," and it was. So, <laughs> I love yeah. that. There's there's also a subset of fans you could say that too, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, "How dare you imply such yeah. a thing?" It's like, no, that that comes from Filoni and Lucas himself. So. Yeah. You know, which that makes sense though, when when you know the history of Mandalore. Although I watched the trailer with my mother-in-law this week or this this morning, and she's like, "Oh, I think I want to watch that." So I'm I'm getting Clone Wars in February as well. Yeah, we're good. It's it's bridging all. So Disney, yes, Disney's Thanos with the gauntlet. But you know what? Maybe Thanos had a point. Uh, Maybe maybe they're only leaving the good side of things. Yeah, right. (laughs) I am inevitable. Pete's just annoyed uh, that this is already getting more than Firefly ever got. Although, I did actually I see people there. speculating earlier that, well, do they own the rights to Firefly now? After they do. The Fox so could we maybe get Firefly on Disney Plus? I don't know why they would when you have the Mandalorian, though. <laughs> yeah, which does just look no like offense, Firefly. No offense, Pete. Like I, I, I did try to kick a hornet's nest yesterday, and then he didn't respond, so it took away the fun. You know? I wasn't taking that, but bit. I saw that tweet. I know you weren't. <laughs> in uh uh but but seriously there, there's so much crossover with the look and the vibe i don't know why as much as i would love to see captain mal right again you know like just because it would cash in on its own fan base and you know and it would generate headlines as mm-hmm. much as anything else and oh yeah you know it has its own appeal would, uh, from from a business side of things would you just take another two movies pete like, um, I mean, if you're asking, you wanna, if you're or asking, would you want a, a revival series? Well, if you're asking what my ideal return of Firefly is, it's, it's, it's weird because we're, we're solely on now, uh, versus the original show that I think you have to account for the time 
difference yeah, and well, set it, it. it didn't stop anything else that's been revived like no that, sure it? no but yeah you know, for a long time though it was like you know the movie was essentially the second season finale for the most part you know right. we'd said that a bunch of times right. um so i think for a long time the hope was that if we got another movie that the next movie would be essential what the main plot of season three was going to be or so on and so on and well you can still take elements from whatever you had planned i feel like now you have to now set you it. have to jump to like season yeah. 12. yeah you have to set it at least like 10 15 years later to explain yeah. all the age differences um so as far yeah. i mean I, I think i'd want a show more than i want a movie just purely because there'd be more of it <laughs> But right. if the op- but if I'm going to get a movie or two instead to make it a trilogy and like give me He'll more, take I'll take that too happily. Uh, He'll never badmouth Star Wars again. Um, I'll never He'll badmouth Disney lie. again. I'll badmouth Star Wars plenty, yeah. but Disney will get a yeah. lot. Of- if if Disney give me a proper HD remaster of Buffy and Angel and give me some form of new Firefly, I will never badmouth Disney ever ever again. Everyone goes on about Buffy and Angel and, and Firefly, but no one ever talks about Dollhouse. No, I like Dollhouse Except a lot, but, but it's definitely... The, Except for James. <laughs> it, James is weird where he thinks Dollhouse is much better than Firefly. I don't know what he's thinking. Yes, I know. But I know. I'm not sure he's that wrong. No, oh, geez, Firefly's, better. Firefly's better. But Doll, Dollhouse has got a really good, a lot of good things in it. I enjoy it a lot, but it is definitely the most flawed of his beasts. And a lot of that is to do with Fox, you know, tinkering yeah. and interfering. Um, yeah. And also having to rush the ending because it was like, hey, you're not getting a season three, you're just going to have to wrap it up. And it was a very rushed ending as a result. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of things in there that I liked. And it, again, if it had time to breathe, if it had its you know five season plan to play out or whatever, then I'd have probably yeah. loved it as much as I do other reading stuff. But what if they did a Firefly animated series on Disney Plus in in the style of Rebels and Clone Wars? I'd yeah, be because le- you could do that without jump accounting for the time difference. You yeah. could essentially do that as season three. I'd be less excited for that just because I, I as a rule, prefer live action, especially when mm-hmm. it's coming from something that was already live action. Um, yeah. He's a terrible person, isn't he? Um, I just... A- animation for me, obviously there's some examples that I love, but I inherently am always less interested with animation than I am live action. I just am. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always felt that way. Um Even though I like Pixar a lot, I've still not seen Toy Story 4. I'll see it when it's easy and convenient. Eat so good uh, yeah but um you know a bit obviously there's exceptions you know how to train your dragon there's a phenomenal trilogy yeah um, but you didn't go to the theater to see part three right and uh, well not part three but um yeah. i did see part two, two you did i know you did yeah that's a part we got to a big argument because i love big hero six more hey big hero so, six is great but two's yeah two, how to train around two exactly. better. you 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 and uh stew gave me a prison beating <laughs> they're, they are, <laughs> however, they are both much better than the Lego movie, which is out the same year. I just, I'm going to throw yeah. that in. Uh, Lego movie is uh, fun, though. Yeah, I still really Batman like Lego movie. Huh? Yeah, I still really like the Lego movie a lot. Lego, also, boy. I, like, I, I like all three of them. But Lego Batman's better than like the, just the, the plain Lego Ooh, movie. I don't know about that. The Joker's voice aside, which I did not, did not like. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, but again, I just, you know, that's what it is. I, anyway, I give me more Firefly Disney. That's that was that was the crux of this conversation. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, Black Tan- Panther 2, 20, 2022. So, oh, there are phase five movies see. already. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's just now with the Coogler confirmed. Um, that's good. Well, I, I guess as I was saying, it's weird that they only announced like two years of Phase Four, but that's all of Phase Four. It's just weird to only have two years of plans. But if they're going to announce a bunch of twenty twenty two movies today, then yeah. sure. 
Yeah. Well, they, they also did. brought the entire cast of the Eternals up on stage. So. Oh, Jesus. That, yeah, they just yeah, announced Kit Harrington. Big project going forward. Kit Harrington's confirmed to be. Uh, yep. Um. They'll still know nothing. Indubitably. I don't know Game of Thrones, but I know Seven Days from Hell now because I watched that. So that's my that's my Kit Harrington <laughs> thing that I can reference. Uh, did you watch uh, the 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 Tour de France one? I don't know what's the, I don't know what's the follow up. No, I just saw the two, okay. Seven Days of Hell. All but right. let me know when you do because there, there's there's a key moment <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about kills me. Oh, dear. All right. Um, okay. So we were supposed to have questions this week. However, um, I may. <laughs> I may have neglected to ask for questions until very last minute and as a result gave no one any time really to actually send questions in. Uh, One person did in the the, the, like hour or two that I gave them did send in an email so we have one question which we will which we will look at now. Let's hope it's a good one. It's always a good one. Uh, This is from Kevin Ray uh, via our email for questions. You could send in questions at any time and we'll save them up for the next next time we need them for the uh, so this is mftvquestions at gmail.com if you want to send in questions for for whenever we need them. Uh, So excluding Batman who has the best rogues gallery in DC Comics. I really like Wonder Woman's gallery. gallery, I believe it to be underrated. Um, There's only one right answer to this. You're going to say Flash. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the easy answer. They have a team name. <laughs> like, well, that's not all of them, to be another... fair, though. Because you've got the rogues, but then you've also got Reverse Flash and yeah. Grodd. And... No, no, it's true, but I think the fact that you've got the rogues are so... Yeah. so you, know, you know, the rogues gallery and the rogues yeah. themselves, they're, they're so built into that. Yeah. Like, that's how good they are. The, the only other hero I can, I can think of where there's a subset of villains within the rogues gallery is Spider-Man. Where you have yeah. the Sinister Six, mm. uh, you know. So well, X Men um, has the the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and all that. Yeah, but like X Men's a little bit different because it's a team. Okay. Where, you know. So it's naturally a lot so. more team villains because they're a team. Yeah, themselves. yeah. You could say that about Justice League, couldn't you? With you know, yeah, Legion of Doom. Sure. By sure, that same sure, logic. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, one that doesn't get brought up a lot. This other time about Wonder Woman, which which is good. I mean, you have Cersei, you have Kale, you have Doctor Psycho, you have Ares, Cheetah, Giganta. I was building up to Cheetah Pete. Building up. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Stole your thunder. Right. Uh, you got you. Yeah, there's a good list of names there. Same as Superman. Yeah. You don't necessarily think of Superman having a great yeah. gallery, but then you stop and name them. You're like Brainiac, Bizarro, Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, Metallo, Mixie, like, uh, Maxima. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look. Like, uh, um. I feel like if you, could, if you could name like a half dozen off the top of your head without thinking about it too much, yeah. it's like, okay, they've got a gallery. It's not just a couple yeah. of big villains. Um, even uh, though... I was going to say uh, Nightwing. I like uh, his. We had Blockbuster, Tarantula, um, the, the mob element in Blue Haven. I can't remember that character's name. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones. You got the one that was introduced in Rebirth. I, I yeah. hope it pops up again. Um, uh, yeah, shit. He is bird theme too. Yeah. Raptor. Yeah, Raptor. Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Raptor. Um, plus, plus, you get some of the bat villains. I always thought that the Two Face was a good foil two, two, for Dick. Two Face is a Dick villain. Yeah. yeah like, he is a Dick. He's, you're right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Who? Who else? 
Um, I mean, you could almost divide Wally's and Barry's, right? Because you have some second generation Flash rogues in there, you know. Um, and, and Wally's kind of stands on his own too. Um, trying to go through Green Lantern, not really. I mean, you got Mongol, Sinestro. Well, Green Lantern's kind of an interesting one because the creation of all the different Lantern cores kind of like mm. just automatically made a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't like a lot of those characters. You know, like, you know, Larfleys, maybe. Atrocitus uh, and Dexter, I think you can. Eh. I like Dexter more than Atrocitus just because it's a cat. At any given moment, yeah. my cat can turn full Dexter. Like when I'm going up the stairs yeah. and she decides that my ankles are two toys. You know? Um, but yeah, I like Larfleys a lot just because he's so he's such a cartoon character. You know, uh, he is ultimate Scrooge. Yeah, right. Just, uh, I mean, you've got his you've, one thing. You've got the Manhunters and stuff. I feel like maybe yeah, Green Lantern could probably use a couple of more singular, yeah. like personal villains. Yeah, well, you, you had Black Hand. Black Hand under Johns that was a pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm going through the Justice League. Martian Manhunter doesn't get enough solo comics to have a Rose Gallery. <laughs> no, he, had the, he had the White Martians at this point, and that's a, that's and Lex Luthor now, and that's about it. Yeah, Aquaman's got what Manta. Yeah, and Ocean Master. <laughs> I think that's the your, your big yeah, two. Ocean Master, um, the, the the king that was just opposed. Um, you can throw Nereus. I don't know if Rat's big enough yet to sort of say he's part of the rules gallery. Well, like I said, Manta and, uh, and Ocean Master definitely, but yeah, they take I up a lot of oxygen. Yeah. So, Era. Era. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get beyond the top f- sort of four members of the Justice League, you start to struggle because you only have maybe one or two each after that point. Uh, yeah. they, they are really memorable and notable and people always bring up it's just kind of the way it is unfortunately um, yeah hmm. but hey um, yeah. You, you, as a team you can say the Teen Titans because there's a lot of that were you yeah, know Destro, Trigon Brother Blood yeah, uh, yeah. Clock King um, I'm trying not to go too far back but yeah. Yeah. Trigon's a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh, you do so much more with Trigon. Trigon is one of those villains that should be a DCU villain, not just relegated to the. Yeah, because he's so powerful. Players. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And it's kind of funny it, that the it, teams It's one of those where it's, it's only down. funneled through the Teen Titans because of the personal yeah. connection with Raven. So it's it's like technically he's a Raven villain, but. Yeah, because it's early on in that big stories of Teen Titans. It's like issue five or something that 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 original New Teen Titans run where Trigon just straight up murders a child. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that happens. He's, like, super evil. Yeah. He's great. He's, uh, so there's a, a deck builder game, and there's a, a Teen Titans version, and he's the big bad. And when you get, because you have to end up working co-op to beat him, it's so hard. And that's what always made me think. That was, like, this version of the game is way harder than the, the first two, which are, you know, main villains, you know, from, from you know, like, Joker and Lex and them. So... Yeah, I was like, man, Trigon needs more love as as a villain. Is this, does he factor into the TV show a lot? Not really. I mean, he's, he's technically behind stuff, but 
Yeah, I mean, he might be a big part of season two, theoretically, based on. No, we're we're just about to deal with at the end of season one, and yeah. then. Will I ever watch season two? Probably not. <laughs> oh dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the answer is the Flash for for all three of us. Yeah. About who's the best Rose Gallery after Batman. Um. I and I I would get into fights with my friends. I would put the Flash's Rose Gallery over Batman's. Just because I feel, you know, yes, Batman's are more iconic, but I've enjoyed way more stories of, like, Weather Wizard or The Top. And that might just be because of John's, right? Like, you know. Yeah. Joe, Joe, I think, said Hurt Flash in terms of iconic villains in that sense is that Batman's had enough interpretations of a lot of his villains in the mainstream in various mm-hmm. forms that people know who they are and have at least yep. seen one good version of one of the villains. Whereas with The Flash, we have one TV show, really. I mean, I know it was the 90s show, but yeah. that was very short-lived and no one yeah. remembers it. Um, that so, said, some of some of Batman's lower tier are really good, too, where I don't think Flash has that. Mm-hmm. Like, his Batman's lowest tier is still better than, like, Mr. Zaz. That, that's a... It's a great character. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You, you, that's above. That's lower than Crazy Quilt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> I don't know if I, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can get on board with this. <laughs> no, no, no. So I mean, no. Bat, you reverse it. Where Zaz, like at the lowest, Batman's villains, they're still more interesting than some of Flash's, like mid tier. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, sure. Like, uh, not. Was it? Go- what was the what's the big metal one? Gritter, grinder, Gritter? Gritter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'll, I'll take I'll take Zaz over Gritter and Tarpit. You know, yeah. like so. Tarpit. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of Tarpit. I don't know. I mean, from a character perspective, is he that interesting? Probably. I mean, not not really. No. But <laughs> the visual of Tarpit's kind of cool. Yeah. Which, what I love about those characters, too, those are characters that, that John's created as a kid reading the Flash comics. And then he, you know, he kept his notebook long enough that he was able to actually turn them into Flash villains, which I always think is cool. Hmm. That is cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll move on to books, guys. Uh, finally. No, no, no one else hit the tweets, huh? No, no one else hit the tweets. Did, did he remember to tweet about best books of the week? Do you think I would have remembered to do one and not the other? Yes. Probably. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past you. Um, yeah, so there's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer to that question. You know, between recordings there, we just sat and had like a 25-minute chat about um, monopolies and competition and mm-hmm. how it's good for, for streaming services. And it was yeah. probably good enough that we should have just kept it in the episode, but we weren't recording, so yeah. you're just going to have no, to imagine okay, that yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just know, he, he, didn't, he didn't click record fast enough. Yeah, just know you, you can enjoy Disney Plus and Netflix. It's not one or the other. Like, if you subscribe to Disney Plus, they're not going to take your Netflix credentials away. Yeah, yes. Now, if they do, yes, that's a problem and be upset. But just, you know, there, there's, you know, other solutions. Like Connor was suggesting, get one for one month and one for the other. Yeah, you can like, rotate. You can rotate, yeah. uh, rotate between those two. When Apple hits, if you want the Apple one, you can rotate that in as well. Um, yeah, I feel like most people have two or three at a time, and then they'll just rotate maybe the third one for the other mm-hmm. one they only need here and then. Well, that's that's what um, me and uh, Jared do for New Japan. We rotate who gets it. Mm. You know, 
So, uh, yeah, it's because you don't need it all year round. You need it like twice a year. Yes. So. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do they even have in September? Like after the G one? To, to, uh, to they, they have Royal Quest coming up, so yeah. which, which should be good. You have Suzuki versus Okada in twenty England. twenty solid amazing minutes of conversation. <laughs> we get back on recording. You two start chatting right. wrestling again. Well, I'm just saying it's New Japan has their their system where WWE is is all year round, right? Yeah. There's there's peaks and valleys with New Japan, and yeah, like because... yes, they're working, but it's not big TV. You know, because so. July and August have this tournament that's running out yeah. throughout the month, and there's tons and tons of stuff happening. You get some twenty shows, and then there's like a one night thing in the whole month. Yeah. So yeah. The, the value month to month varies greatly for the new content. Yeah. Um, so it's but but it works out. But that's what I'm saying. That's where me and my friend get together and we we share New Japan and we pay each other and you know that's and it works out. I'm just gonna say hmm. so. Yeah. Sorry, just to, just to go on Disney Plus. I've just seen they've just yeah. uh, the, you know the we knew they were doing a Cruella Deville film. I think. I yes, think. Yeah. The, the Emma. Yeah, they've released a picture of her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, okay. I I don't like how it makes me feel, Connor. I don't want to like Cruella Deville. I, I didn't know this was a thing. But... Oh yeah, this has been around for for a while. Um, a lot like Noel, the Anna Kendrick Bill Hader. Um, there's been talks about this for a while, but Noel was actually it don't look good. Um, which pains me to say. I mean, I'll never yeah. watch it probably because yeah. I don't think yeah, of course, of course. Christmas yeah. Movie. No amount of Anna Kendrick can get you to watch a Christmas movie. Uh, no. Emma Stone's looking very beautiful just in this. Actually, I'm just letting that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, D twenty three is happening right now, so that's why there's all these random bits of news that have nothing to do with DC Comics no. <laughs> yeah, sprinkling it's through. The complete opposite, but you know, we, we might mention them as they pop up. Yeah, um, there's some Marvel shows that are just that also sound quite interesting. Uh, well, I've got, I've Disney got Plus, I've got something DC related. Oh, what's that? Uh, that they confirmed that King Shark's going to be in uh, Guns uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm okay oh, with that. Sweet. Yeah, aka uh, not Batista. <laughs> person voicing him who played someone in in Guardians of the Galaxy two as well. So oh, someone is of, of course. Okay. Um, I, I was just gonna say Disney Plus. Also, they announced that they're not doing the binge model; they're doing weekly, which which is better. Yes. So, because it's, it's like this. Because like you guys watch it differently, right? So like because you review them on Netflix. Yeah. And. So you you get I feel like you get more when you wait you know Glow and stuff I have a friend that watched all of Glow in one day, mm-hmm. and I asked him how it was he goes I can't remember. Me and Peter spoke about this a lot before like, that, you know as as much as it's just good for our schedule to have mm-hmm. it weekly. Um, I prefer weekly content anyway because I like that wait I like you know having episodes designed to be yeah. oh okay we'll see you next week and yeah. have that conversation in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this is purely a selfish thing for us is that. Ultimately, because it's renewing interest in the in the show or whatever it is every week, uh-huh. the numbers do better on reviews. Like whereas you know we do a Netflix yeah. show, by the time you get to the end of the season, you know the the the, the window the bit as time is you know yeah. as the went on. Yeah. Um, so and he keeps it in the consciousness more. Bill Simmons has talked about this a lot. Where the problem with engine, that's why sports is still relevant because it's it's continuous. No, I'm with right? If Game of Thrones had been a binge show, yeah, it, it would have gone away. The staying power that it does. Yeah, exactly. Same with Walking Dead. We were talking about that's on what season eight, nine. 
Yeah, it's it's that it's, it's just it's like you know like a like a soap. It's just always there, so yeah. it, it kind of embeds into <laughs> you know, the consciousness. And, and as much as I love Stranger Things season three, and we binged it because it was that good because I couldn't help myself, I'd much rather have watched it over the course of a couple of days, like I'm doing with the boys, mm. where it's the episodes are sitting with me uh, now. Yeah, so. uh, Stranger Things season three we took about two weeks. No, admittedly, we're trying to go a lot bit quicker now. Um, we we're trying to do Netflix shows one per day, but yeah. even that's still like you know for Stranger Things would be eight days, which is a nice yeah. kind of spread. Which yeah, I think on on, on Glow is still slow. Yeah, when we did that, we were doing one every three days, Pete. I think. Yeah, so it but... took us like a, uh, a couple weeks to get through a season, um, but I, I remember those. You know, so yeah, the season two's been good, good for what I've seen so far. I've yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta get to it. It's easier that they're a half hour too. So oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, very heartfelt. Anyway, but books, books, yes, DC Comics, uh, which is what we're actually here to talk about. Uh, so we got Batman seventy seven. This is Tom King writing with Tony S. Daniel and Michael Yannon on the art. So City of Bane continues, and this this issue is made up of two plot lines. One, of course, is just uh, Bruce and Selina, Bruce waking up and kind of the initial moments of that and then the main plot of the issue is Damien who has snuck into Gotham despite the fact that the Bat family were warned that if they entered Gotham that they would mm. kill Alfred and he faces off against Gotham girl uh has some has some you know basically trash talk with her and kind of wins briefly yeah because he uses magic yeah because yeah, which, which is cool I like that yeah, he basically uh, says that, oh, yeah, you superpowered villains are easy. You just have to lure you into a magic trap. Is... <laughs> See, I, Which... I, I, I don't like this. And do you know what this is? You know when Pete always says, oh, he hates magic out, you can just pull it out yeah. and it solves the problem. Sure. I find that less of a problem in, in a magic book, right? I'm going in, this is, mm-hmm. okay, there, there are magic and then there's counter magic usually. There's an expectation that there's this fight. Mm-hmm. This here, James is like, oh, yeah, I just borrowed Clarion's wand. I got, I got it sorted. Yeah, but I like that because the, there's that rule that he could only use it once and that basically what he had to do to get that and that he had talked about how easy it is to defeat Superman with magic way back in that Talia yeah, art. I, I think so, the reason why I'm okay with this is because yeah. in DC Comics specifically, we have set up this, this just ongoing idea that superpowered people, Superman in particular, are affected by magic. So, they are, and, and I get that, but I would like... Get a magician in, you know. Bring in someone who knows what they're doing. Don't just have Dave. Oh, he's got the he's got that but one see, now. And he's if it, anybody's fine. going to resort to magic to take out Gotham Girl, it's not going to be Tim. Yeah, he's not going to be foolhardy enough to go in there. It's Damien because he's so impulsive. In fact, you could argue. So it, you could argue. It that, checked out with me. You know, if you look at the Robins as having different traits of who who Batman yep. is. This is definitely a Batman trait. The idea that Batman would prepare and, like, you know, make sure, you know, the idea that Batman has red sun energy kicking around just in case he has to fit a Kryptonian or things like Kry- that. Kryptonite gum, I believe, was I, from I think oh, it yeah. just bothers me that he just pulls it out, like, oh yeah, I got this. You know, like, we, we didn't see any of this happen. It, it wasn't. But no, but... It, it was set up in the sense that, oh, he mentioned magic would work against them, which, yeah, yes, we which... know anyway. But and this is really my. my... That major flaw with gotham girl is the more she uses her power the more it's supposed to kill her right yeah so we haven't seen any adverse effects to her yet as of yet um i feel like that's probably you know? coming right at the end of the the, the, the arc though or the and, end of the run even as cool as the magic scene was and i kind of like the you know damien's being a little shit and, and doing this and i almost rather have seen her in, 
him try to burn her out. You know? Like, that mm. that's how he would mess with John. Is just make him keep expelling the amounts of energy he has mm. until they're on the same level. And then and then do it. But, uh, you know. I'd this is payoff from, from the Talia stuff. Um, I thought his voice here was better than the last issue for Damien, too. Like, oh, yeah, it was yeah. just the right amount of him being a little jerk that it worked. Um, uh, and, and Zaz and, and the Scarecrow. Yes. Yeah, next... Those are perfect, perfect foils for, for Damien. Yeah. That's the next scene we get to, uh, they, they are as cops trying to, uh, execute a dog because the owner had the, the leash be longer than three feet. Yeah. Um, but Damien comes down to intervene and, uh, this eventually leads to his downfall essentially. Yeah. Uh, Cause he yes. ends up, he goes to flashpoint in Batman. Oh, I would just like to make oh. a, a point to Scarecrow. Someone jumping out of the way of bullets because it's they tend to hurt yeah. is not a fear of bullets necessarily. Well, no, I, I didn't read it as that. I read it as now he ha- he feels the fear of bullets yes. after the after the fact because he's not, he's just he's just yeah. narrowly missed them. Yeah, so, but I, I so I'm gonna split the middle with you two. I I get what the intention was, but yeah, um, that's not really a phobia. It, it's more of a fear of death here, whereas fear yeah. of bullets is way more specific. I mean, it's not just yeah. it's not fear of being shot, you know, like and, yeah. and killed. Because it? like because like acrophobia isn't just the fear of heights; it's the fear of falling, right? Like fear of heights is its own thing. So, yeah, I don't know. So, sure. Um, I didn't read too much into it. I, I just felt like no, we're giving him a scarecrow lane because he's scarecrow. <laughs> That's how I read this panel. <laughs> sure, but well, that bugs me. Just doing it because he's scarecrow. That anno- that annoys me. I don't know that that panel didn't really bug me. It's definitely not one of the 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 more interesting scarecrow like you know bringing up a phobia like he does. Obviously, that's the thing you do a lot with scarecrow. Um, yeah. But. Um, I mean, I'll concede that one more than the, the the magic wand one, though, because because I, I had no problem with that scene. Uh, so it goes to Flashpoint but Batman, um, and basically, I kind of like him standing up to him and being like, "You're not really my grandfather. You're you're from some yeah. other universe. This, you know, you're not this." And basically, Flashpoint but Batman's like, "Hey, you know what the stakes were. You know what the rule was if you entered this city." And he's like, well, it doesn't matter, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> you know, Damien's been an arrogant little shit. And yeah. lo and behold, he gets beat. He gets beat by Flashpoint Batman, and he wakes up tied to a chair, uh, you know, bloody and beaten, and Bane snaps Alfred's neck. And in, in the most, like, it's the cruelest way possible, too. The way that the scene is designed you know yeah because it's, it, it's all on damien for the for the first page with the panels and you just you hear the voices yeah. um sort of explaining why this is about to happen and then you also hear alfred begging not to do it in front of him like he's mm-hmm. accepted that he's going to die but he's he's, he's right. begging not to do it in front of damien now of course i don't necessarily believe that alfred's dead it feels uh, it doesn't feel like well, it's really I, happened i said earlier in the week there's two options one this was the alfred's death and yeah. this was the big thing that he had to get permission for sure yeah. sure so because we know there is supposed to be a big change coming so i mean th- mm-hmm. that would stand to reason yeah no uh, that'd, that'd be a big deal or alternatively this is just a a, a cop-out because it's a comic and we 
seen it all before. Yeah, I've seen it all before. Yeah. You know what's weird about this is that I didn't read this till today, and somehow I saw no chatter about this at all on Twitter. Yeah, that, that's where yeah, we're at I, with Batman I now. I saw this spoiled on Tuesday, before this came yeah. out. And mainly because I actually saw retailers going, okay, we're limiting the copies. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it doesn't feel like it's... Oddly, because I feel like because there's been no, like pandemonium like online and i didn't see any like even not even a spoiler but just people reacting to it like the only thing i saw this week that implied something interesting might have happened was that tim came into the group chat and said hey has everyone read batman i want to ask a question and that was the only hint i had that anything like big happened this issue so when this moment happened i thought well that's a really i like how it's presented i like the scene and how it plays out and then the big you know splash page of bane just doing it it looks really menacing and, and dark but i had this feeling of well, this is obviously not sticking. <laughs> like, it didn't feel like it really happened. It, it, it's kind of weightless and a little bit meaningless. It's like, oh, right, okay. But the fact is, look, in hindsight, if it does turn out that he's dead and we're going to keep Alfred dead for at least a while, I'll be like, okay, I guess it did happen then. And, you know, if I reread the which, issue, I'll feel which differently Which is a weird it. thing where it completely still undercut the beat then, didn't it? Where you just went, Oddly, yeah, right. But the other thing is, though, it's not the book's fault. It's actually it, it, it's comic like media's fault because I'm well, so okay. used to because I'm so used to like, there being like an outrage and like news articles and people on Twitter talking about deaths like to here's the question is there extent. anything is there anything that the book could have done to make you believe it like that, g- genuinely I don't think so because I, I, my my issue here is not what the book does my issue yeah. is that because there was no reaction I just don't feel like it really happened yeah you know, we should say you know this is as as blatant as it gets if they're going to pull a fake out because yeah we've got you know it's damien's point of view uh which is a character we can usually trust uh it's bane snapping it on on panel it's not all hidden now you know it, it could, again i say it's damien's point of view could be some scarecrow toxin uh, don't forget Psycho Pirate. uh, Psycho Pirate's mask yeah. isn't yeah. there's That's definitely it. there's definitely things there that could be at play that explain why this isn't real but at the same time, though, like I don't feel like Bane would have any reason to not just kill him. Like Bane feels like he he would just do it. But here's the whole thing. Now that means, even with Damien, and Damien brings this up, without Alfred, now that there's me, right? The now he's the the person that they'll the kill hostage. if they come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what? Batman and Catwoman are gonna sneak in and risk his son's life? That's even, you know. That's even worse than Alfred. I mean, I know? feel like, like... Yeah, best is the thing, though. Batman's going to do it no matter what. He was always going to do it, even with Alfred's life in the lane, because he's going to try and take back the well, city. He might have done eventually. Right, but that's what I'm just saying. Like, that's the... It doesn't solve the the Batman problem. Like, they think Batman's gone. Well, uh, be, he's, he's, he's having a nice, a nice little stroll around Paris, and, and yeah, and, uh, that stupid so, cafe from Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I was thinking that as well, actually. Yeah. To, uh-huh. to be fair, though, they said the Bat Family, like because they think Batman's defeated, they didn't actually specify <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's in the context clues there. Sure, but this uh, is the thing. Batman's though, not going to show up with a lawyer and go, ah, ah. The story, the story is always going to lead to Batman sneaking out of the city no, to take it back, right? That's always where it's going. I understand that, but I'm talking about now that the, the stakes, I would say, are relatively lower. If you're Tim and you already don't like Damien, you're going to take much more of the risk to go in there to save the day <laughs> if it's Damien versus Alfred, right? <laughs> um, and no, about, so, I think the scene's played out well. You know, the page after the big splash page where it's just Damien crying. Uh, like, yeah. you know, I think this is really well handled. It's really well done. Yeah. So... 
I just would say I found the art shift really jarring because mm-hmm. I, I I assumed going in, oh, you know, uh, one of them will be doing the the Bruce stuff, one will be doing you know the, the Gotham stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not it at all. It's it's Janin right up until like a page before uh, we're, we're with uh, Bane and Damien, and then we're, we're swapped over to Daniel and yeah. Their styles are not exactly complementary. Don't get me wrong, I like both artists, but it felt like a jarring shift. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. Um, Yeah, at the very least, it's not like a a nosediving. Because sometimes when you have two artists, there's one that you like and there's one that you fly with dislike. And at least here, it's not that. No, it's not. Um, Yeah, so obviously, it's like... You know, the Bat- Bat- Batman and Catwoman stuff is basically Bruce wakes up and he's like, I need to go back and save the city. And Catwoman's like, no, you're too hurt. You have to wait. But at the end, they're in costume. And it's like, okay, we're going to go take back the city. So, you know, the issue, you know, I think City of Bane has actually been pretty solid. Um, I think, obviously, the, 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 the 15, 20 issues, whatever it was before it, soured people a lot on Batman. Um, yep. But I think this issue is pretty good. I liked it. Um, I'm starting to test my limits of, of King's Batman. We'll, we'll see where this goes. But the, I didn't enjoy this issue that much. I did like the Damien stuff, but then we got to the Alfred thing. I'm just because I don't trust it. If I was like, oh no, Alfred's definitely dead. Like, I think it would be a little bit different. But the fact that like, oh well, that's probably not Alfred dying, and it probably doesn't mean anything. And Batman's gonna come in and. You know, I just I feel like the stakes aren't really there. But no, that, that's so. the thing. You're going, oh, Batman's going to come in and save the day because it's a Batman story. And you can say that about every Batman comics. story. But you've got to feel it when you're reading it still. Yeah. You've got to oh, feel there's, yeah. a, there's a chance that Batman won't yeah, save like the I, day. I, don't I always say, that. and this is the opposite shift, where I still remember the feeling of when, when Wally West came back in the Lightning Saga. Right? I remember turning that page... And seeing that that beautiful ginger hair uh, on the page, uh, and it, it's one of the moments that I love most about comics, is that they, they it can make me feel like that. But over the course of, of these issues of Batman, I don't feel anything like that. Like I, I should also, be super upset that, that Alfred's dead. Yeah, you know? and even you know the last page of this where okay they're in costume they go in to do it now, I felt nothing. Like, yeah. oh, okay, right. It's, it, this is done, no, this, I mean, this subplot's done with now. These these are fair complaints. I'm, I'm not like disputing this, but I, for the most part, because I think the Bruce and Selena stuff is the weakest of the issue. Like, I mean, I think that's oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost yeah. A, a nothing. Yeah, um, here. but like the Damien stuff, I liked. I did like how the Alfred death was handled, but I, I think there's actually a bigger discussion to be had here about my or even our mistrust of this because yeah. there isn't like a weird react. Like we're we're so used to having these reactions to deaths that not having it actually makes the comic feel weirder, yeah. when in reality, I feel like we always wish that we didn't know. We always wish it was a surprise, right. but, but we're so yeah. used to it not being a surprise that but when, when it actually it is, is. a surprise, <laughs> you're like, that's not real. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I saw this before I read the comic, because I, I, obviously Pete just didn't see it for whatever reason. I definitely saw some stuff. Uh, uh, you know, headlines, is, is blank really dead in Batman 77? Uh, it w- was a headline from probably cbr it was because i just read that article (laughs) (laughs) there we go and you know i'm like even knowing that going it it still didn't i didn't think he was dead it didn't really have any impact 
which but, that's the story. And, and this is not just King because I remember being on the edge of the page or the edge of my seat, or however you want to say it, reading the the War of Jokes and Riddles with all those twists, and and you know what I mean. So we know he's capable of it. What has happened since? You know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. When, like when I'm invested into it, doesn't it? it it's yeah. Like, like like there are there are movies I can watch where I know someone's about to die, and it still hits me mm-hmm. because it's oh. got impact and weight in it, right? You, yeah, you you won't. This won't resound with you, but they're, they're, I just watched Endgame last weekend, and parts of those still hit me emotionally as, and I know what's coming. You know, like there there's certain parts of that that just. Sure, Joe, Joe, I think so, maybe an actually even more appropriate question. I mean, I didn't get this feeling, but I know a lot of people, Infinity War, it mm-hmm. made them give a shit when people were, you know, dying or uh-huh. you know, yeah. finish, vanishing, right? People uh-huh. cared, even though we all know they're coming back in the next movie, right? You know, it's not a big surprise that that's, we know where this movie's going, but people cared. This here, where you go, well, Alfred's probably not really dead, but I didn't care. I didn't even care that it was doing it. And I don't feel like anyone yeah. really did. I, I until I see Alfred in the ground, I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless until we get to the funeral page, and because then this made me think about like the future story that we had seen. What was that in the the annual? Yeah, and, and whatnot, where, where yeah. we had seen you know what had happened, and I just if Damien was responsible for Alfred's death, I don't think. The family would have treated him the same way. Yeah, you know what a, I mean? I mean, that's another good point, actually, is that if this is re- if this is real and he's really dead, then it is actually Damien's fault. <laughs> Which, yeah, like... So, that, that's a consequence that has to play out. We have to play yeah, out the fact that yeah. he... I would almost want Alfred to be dead just to see that story. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I like about it here is I, I do like the idea of, like they said, no, if any Bat family member comes out of the city, we're going to kill Alfred. I like the fact that when someone did, they just killed Alfred. Like I like that there Bane, was no Bane delivering on his word is very Bane. Yeah, I, I like the simpl- Wait, yeah. simplicity of that. I like no, the simplicity right. of no, no, no. Um, I said don't do this. You did it. Snap. There, right. easy. Makes it yeah. feel very vicious. So is this basically what Batman Catwoman's gonna be? Is the search for Alfred? <laughs> they have to go find his spirit in the underworld. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. The, 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 oh, what was the name of the planet in search for Spark? Damn it. Genesis? It was Genesis. Genesis, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go search Genesis for Alfred. Yeah. All I had in my head was Eden. I was like, it's not Eden. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was now I kind of want this. Now I want the Batman story where him and Catwoman have to venture down into Hades mm-hmm. and Alfred's waiting there. And he's like, nah, Bruce, uh, this is my, my time's up. And see, that's the emotion. That's the emotion I could get behind. You know, and him having to lose another parent, but this time as an adult. And what that would do to him. I don't, know, I don't, I don't feel that... I don't feel that here. I don't think I like, want to see them speak to Alfred as a ghost or whatever. I don't want that. Oh, I do. If Alfred's dead, if I Alfred's dead, I never want to hear another word from Alfred that's not a recording or a letter or so, you know something that nah. he did before he died. No, I, I want, I want, I want the underworld scene now. I he's on the other, he's on the other side of the river sticks. With with few exceptions, I hate hearing from characters as a ghost or in the afterlife or whatever. What when when they're dead, I want it. No, they're gone. Don't. Is this why you don't like ghost movies, Pete? I like some ghost movies, but I mean, if, if they're just horror stories, and I'm fine with it. But you know, well, I mean, that's, see, anything, deep down, that's, 
Anytime you like Insidious, because it's not so much ghosts as much as it's something else. No, but any, you know? anytime there's like a, a haunted movie, and eventually, like at the end, like the like dead parent, the good ghost will show up to help. Like I roll my eyes every time. I freaking hate it. It's garbage. Don't do it, writers. It's awful. <laughs> did you see Annabelle comes home? I did. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine you throwing a fit at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> going no. I hate it. Uh, I hate it. I don't know. Uh, make, make death mean something. Don't don't have this. Oh, we can talk no, to the I spirit. Like, I like the emotional aspect there. And do, do you know what handled that very well? The hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, well, that's because nobody saw that coming, that episode. Well, not just know? that, but there's, there's, a, there's a few examples on that show where if the character really died from like a non-magical means, they just they stayed mm-hmm. dead. There was no ifs and or buts. They're, they're just gone. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I don't want to spoil certain yeah, aspects yeah. were handled really well. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, what, are you, what are we rating this book, Matt? We giving it? I'm gonna give it seven point five. I, I did like the art and I, certain aspects of it. Like it wasn't as bad, but this run's wearing wearing thin. I'm ready for a new Batman writer. Well, luckily for you, you only got about seven issues left. Yes, um, I know. Connor, uh, I'm gonna five. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's not the worst issue, but I have complaints, and I didn't really enjoy it. It's just uh, I read it, I hate it. Be it of uh, of uh, passion as always. Uh, Let's have, have a question, Matt. Are you are you going to read the uh, Batwoman and Catwoman? I don't know. God, my uh, depending where we go, if we get the search for Alfred, then yes, definitely. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> But, but it's not. Like, you know, I can't you're, you're ready for it. You're saying, yeah, you're, you're ready for yeah. Batman. And obviously, you're going to get that alongside that book regardless. Do you just, yeah. well, like, you're getting your dose anyway, so you'll carry on, or are you just like, oh, I, I don't need I might just wait for trade. You know? Like, I might just, uh, it's going to be 12 issues. I hope that issue, brings into nice. I hope the issue one variant is just a Star Trek 3 poster, but with Batman and Catwoman yeah. and Alfred on the yeah, cover. It should be. Hey, if you guys are good at Photoshop, make that for me, please. <laughs> Batman and Catwoman, the search for Alfred. Oh dear. Um, I will give it an eight. Um, I like this show. Uh, Bruce and Celia stuff's a bit weaker, but the actual core Damien stuff was really good. Uh, Damien, Damien's arrogance, basically getting Alfred killed. Uh, feels like it should have a big fallout. Uh, ho- and hopefully Israel. I mean, even even though the moment maybe doesn't play as perfect as it should, like I actually I hope they stick with it just so that it doesn't feel like a cheap comic book thing. Um, mm-hmm. But hey. Uh, and also, Bane being behind the death of Alfred like really elevates Bane, in a way. Like, no, he's yeah, the one. See, who... I've always liked Bane. Now, a friend that's a huge Batman fan that does not like Bane, um, but so we disagree big on that. Um, I can see that. That definitely adds a feather in his cap. Your friend is a fool. Uh, well, it might just be I really enjoy that <laughs> banana pants portrayal of Bane by Tom Hardy. <laughs> Bane is the bestest of all the Batman villains, yes. The fire rises. <laughs> it's better with a can. The bottle's not as good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that'll take us on to Aquaman 51, uh, which, of course, is written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and art by Robson Roca. So, uh, we're moving uh, all the the aquatic gods, the sea gods, to yeah. to the, the actual to island. To the haunted island? To the haunted island. island. Because this, this would never, you know, this couldn't possibly be a terrible idea, ever. 
Uh, Jackson's around, of course, after being picked up from the, mm-hmm. the police station. And a lot of this issue is him and Aquaman kind of like, like as they're helping the the Sea God, just kind of he's trying to like vow for his position as sidekick uh, or assistant as he mm-hmm. tries to name it. Because sidekick sounds a bit, you know, a bit old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. His partner, his his ward. He's yeah. trying to come up with a better name. Precisely. Do you know what I'm liking about this arc uh, and what this run's kind of become is I'm loving that they were really getting the small town vibe. Like, it's something that I think was missing. Yeah. Even though I liked a lot of uh, Rebirth Aquaman is that it dealt so much with Atlantis and the politics of it that I actually really like that we're back to, okay, we're in Amnesty Bay and it's Aquaman with the people and there's a supporting cast that we've not gotten to see a whole lot of for a while. Um, you know, and I will say I like the art typically, but I, I do think Jackson's face as he's diving off the cliff into oh, the war yeah. is uh, troubling. I- Ooh, we that yeah. they, they gave me a shock. I turned that page. And I was like, oh, yeah. I um, I have a question. that's a bit of a nitpick, but I'm, I I want an answer because okay. it, it's yeah. been bugging me. When I, I when they get to the island, Aquaman, you know, it's when I was like, hey, yeah, uh, you got you got a spare shirt I can borrow. Um, he took his shirt off at the you know at the top of the cliff before he dived off and just left it yeah. there because he didn't want it to get wet. I, I mean. I don't understand why he just took it off, left it there, and then went, hey, give me a shirt. Uh, I don't have an answer, but I will say I'm okay with all this just because uh, Callie says traitor when the old woman gives him a shirt. Uh, yeah. that, that made me laugh. I mean, fine, but it, it, I don't disagree with that. I just thought it was really <laughs> weird. Like, you just took one off. What, what was wrong with that one? Yeah. It's all for the joke. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, meanwhile, in Atlantis, uh, the Volko Mira wedding has been planned, and uh, the the old widowhood lady, what's her name? What's uh, Satia. There you go. Uh, is it Satia or Satia? Um, I'm gonna say it's Satia because um, whales and porpoises are in the uh, genus, not genus, wait, species. Uh, they're called cetaceans. So okay. no, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's like. a very good reason yeah, yeah. for. It. I just. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a hearty or softy. Uh, but she yeah. speculates that Mira's just uh, biding time. She doesn't really expect this win to go through. Just just waiting for uh, Aquaman. And I, I actually really like the transition from that that sort of uh, accusation to Aquaman just watching the sunrise over the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, it's this it's idea... It's how, how that, uh, that, that panel was so bad and then you have those panels so good. I know, those panels. Yeah. Those panels of him watching the sunrise are really, really beautiful. Um, yeah. And it's really quiet. There's just like one bubble at the bottom uh, to transition to, into the new page. And I think what I like about this is this idea that they both want to see each other, but they're both obviously like, you know, because he thinks she tried to kill him or did kill him. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, they're in this awkward place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, uh, Jackson can make a rainbow. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. With his aquakinesis. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because it's just uh, it's just the, the light going through it. So he's just putting the water in the right spot. Yeah, uh, and Aquaman's like, I'm sure that's useful. So he's being all, all... sarcastic. I like it. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So you know, and Erica shows up with the boyfriend, and they get everything ready in the lighthouse. They turn on the lights. A whole big moment. Uh, super big deal. Uh, big light in the dark. But we find out that um, Jackson's actually familiar with the author dude who was in the lighthouse who went mad. Yeah. And as as we saw last issue with that excellent flashback, maybe got nabbed by a sea monster. Yeah. yeah, because he's a fan of his books, so it they, it they, kind 
Go ahead. Really are painting this as just no. This is our Lovecraft, right? Because yeah, yes, like, that's what you know, I was just you know, all, the, all the things he wrote about. Oh, uh, you know, there's games based on, on the work. Yeah, and like, the madness. And yeah. All that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the guy who dropped off supplies though gets attacked by some sort of sea creature on his little boat, on his way back to the mainland, and then the hero is this big blood red panel of like him being presumably just straight up murdered. <laughs> and they all come running and the final page is them facing down this giant uh, kaiju sized sea monster it's got a lot of tentacles yeah. it's, not, it's not cthulhu but it's got a lot of tentacles no it's very kraken-esque yes i'm, I'm actually wondering if it targeted that guy in particular because obviously there's a moment early on between him and jackson where jackson felt pretty uncomfortable mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and then, you know, and, and talking about, you know, the, the guy he writes about you know, resentments and guilt and bad feelings. And I'm like, okay, was this specifically targeting you know, this guy because uh, because of what he did earlier that day? Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just being, oh, that, you know, coincidence. Yeah, um, that could be, we'll dig into more. It depends. Is he actually aiming for the rest of them now, or is it just they've caught him in the act? So that's why the face. Exactly, yeah. Well, I, I just think that the. Um, with When it comes to. If he was writing about actual gods, right? And, and these dark gods that are there, they're not going to like the fact that there's, you know, these new sea gods there too. So I feel like it's like a. Like a it's drawing towards them. Also, you know. I tell a lie. I said that was the last page. Well, it's technically true. It's the last no. page of the main story. There is actually a few more pages. The, the, the last part that we cared for. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, to be fair, there is one thing I like in this last little black man about with Lex Luthor. There is one thing I like here. I don't like the idea that his dad's like AIs <sighs> in it, but I will say I kind of pop for an Aqua Mech. Aqua Mech, yes. In Black Manta going, oh, Lex, I thought we were done. He's like, yeah, you're never done with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, I liked that it played to that, that Black Manta was, you know, uh, this, you know thrown uh, out of the Legion. This bit felt worse than most of the uh, yes. you know, villains that we've had because this is four full pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Lex at the end, you know, say hello to daddy. Yeah, that line's terrible. I, I, don't, uh, like, I don't like the AI thing, but I do like no. the mech itself. I think it looks kind of cool. This was just, hey, hey, uh, hey, Manta, I made you a mech suit. Go ahead. Well, here's fun. the thing too, with, with, yeah, without the the dad's AI, you know, just play up on the fact that Black Manta is Jackson's dad, and then you know Lex is like, oh, you know, your son's been palling around with Arthur or yeah, with Aquaman. Well, I could already see this. Oh, hey, you've got a big giant mech suit, and yeah. your son's in danger from these big giant kaiju yeah. sea creatures. Do you want to come and give us a hand? Yeah, but la- last we checked, I don't. Manta doesn't really care that Jackson's his son. You know, like I, I can see it being one of those things where he doesn't care until he's about to die. Well, yeah. I can see that's why the that's why the the grandpa AI is there, because he's gonna have a robot grandpa now. <laughs> and this this Aquamex gonna become a character, and I'm gonna love it. Oh, it's Manta Mech. Manta. They call it Mecha Manta, but yeah, Manta Mech. Manta Mech. Dude, if it doesn't shoot lasers out of its eyes, I'm gonna be very pissed. Oh, it should. It will do. It's, it's got the head. Was like, it's got the head. That was the head. best thing in the Aquaman movie of Black Manta, was that they they made the the eye beams work. Well, they barely had a character, so yeah. I mean, the, the visuals and the the, the flash Pretty low stuff. Bar, but yeah. Like yeah, but still. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like the mech, uh, but I, less time on these stupid year of the villain 
scenes, please, yeah. uh, going forward. Yeah. Thank it was you very bad much. enough when there were two pages, but four pages is just far too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I thought the issue was over quite quick, actually, because I was really enjoying the issue. <laughs> and it yeah. ended. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to that kaiju, and you're like, hell yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Uh, what, what, were we, what were we giving it, Matt? What giving it? I'm going to give this one eight. It would almost be a nine, but those last four pages, like, yeah. then knocks it down a point for me. I did not enjoy those. Connor? Yeah, I, I got to the end of the, you know, the, the, the title page. I went, oh, shit, that was an 8.5. And then there was four more pages, so I'm giving it an eight. <laughs> I've just, I've got to knock some off for that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5, because it, w- it, w- it would be a nine. But the point five comes off for that. Um, obviously, it wasn't a ten because of that stupid face that Jackson had. Yeah, it was. It was real bad. Um, it's, it's a shame because most of the art has been really. We've been play, praising Rucker a lot in this. Yeah, he's book. a solid artist. Just that yeah. face was weird. Yeah, it's like he was going for the whole like wind in the cheeks thing, where it's kind of like blowing yeah. back the face, but it just ended up looking really goofy. It, it was. Yeah, it, it didn't work. Well, that'll take us on then to Jimmy Olsen, issue two, Matt Fraction writing with Steve Lieber on the art. Uh, and I feel like this will be 10, 15 minutes of Matt and Connor gushing, uh, whilst I quietly just enjoy it, but don't... don't... <laughs> but you did enjoy it. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, much like the first issue, it's split into a lot of uh, little portions. You know, there's all these yes, different little title sure. pages for, for different things. Um and obviously the flashback story set back in the olden days uh, with uh, what Joachim Olsen. Joachim, yeah. 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 He, he uh, like this is obviously a plot that we're going to have running through this story because it's just kind of building on part and part. He's, he's walked in with a chunk of gold. And well, so- that's it, because obviously at last issue, he was kind of just the, the old crazy dude up on, up on the hill. You know, he'd, he'd been there yeah. for a long time. No, his family had been there, but they weren't influential, whereas... We're constantly being told that, you know, the, the Luthers and the Olsons, they're the two founding pillars of Metropolis. So he must have, you know, struck big at some point. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, was yeah. he, Jimmy, arguing with his brother about the statue, the Olsen statue that he destroyed? Mm-hmm. Um, is, it just, is it weird to me that all of a sudden there's all this mythology that there's an Olsen statue <laughs> in Metropolis? Well, no, it was the Luther statue, but because of, because of, of his brother, I'm, I'm just... Blanking on his name, Julian. Julian. Julian wants to preserve history of Metropolis because it's become. It basically, this is the gentrification argument of Luther. He doesn't care what he gets rid of, like all the character of Metropolis. It doesn't matter because he's going to put in, you know, uh, new real estate and it's going to cost this much and it's going to bring in certain people. Whereas Julian Olson's like, well, no, we can't lose our history. Even if it is a stupid, you know, monument to Luther himself, its history deserves to be preserved. Um, and Jimmy, with you know, despite his best intentions, is now part of you know Luther being able to get rid of that without a second yeah. look. Uh, yeah. And so I like that. I like that dichotomy. It's true. Um, yeah. you know, I remember him destroying a statue, and because of the way they were speaking, I thought it was an Olsen statue. <laughs> no, that's yeah. that lion. It is about that. That George really funny is I learned. Uh, a story of a statue that was up here you know obviously you know a long time ago now but it was this this statue that stood you know on the on the street corner just over the road from me for about 200 years and then one day it vanished and uh 
what happened? They they figured out what happened by following well to a point by following some paper trails. This was uh, before World War Two, just before uh, where we just around the corner is uh, you know the airport I work at now used to be uh, an RAF base. It used to be like mm-hmm. a big training ground. One night after you know being at the one of the local pubs, the, the soldiers there, the, you know, the pilots they're in the van, in the in the truck going back to the airport, and they hit the statue. It's like a, it was like a fountain statue. Yeah, hit it and knocked it off and went. What are we gonna do with this? So just took it back to the base and gave it to the superior, signed it all in, and then it was never seen again. Huh. It's just like, how do you misplace? It's like not, not a small thing. How do you misplace yeah. that? Yeah, you know, see, here in Vegas, we just blow stuff up. So yeah. anything gets to like forty years old, it's time for the implosion. Well, and not not as much now. So, but. I I understand where where Julian Olson's coming from, because I love to go to like anytime we go to a city that has a downtown and you can just feel the age, it's it's so alien to me because everything here is so fake, and yeah. and most of the city didn't pop up till the '60s here, so it's, that's it's like our oldest. I parts. always laugh at in our town center. That, uh, it's it's not even really closed down, but it used to be a, a strip club right across mm-hmm. from the town hall, like directly opposite from the town hall, and it's this building from like 1910 yeah so it's like you know not a hugely old building in comparison but old old by modern standards and it was you know the last place you would think would be a strip club yeah like steve's house that he lives in is over 100 years old yeah that's older that's older than most parts of my city you know (laughs) so like like vegas didn't become an actual city until 1905 so we're talking 115 years give or take you know so uh but no so i definitely got on onto the olsen thing but uh, the part of this issue i really liked besides the you know talking head portions where i feel like fraction and lieber really have like that tv show dynamic down uh of of you know luther talking and olsen talking and you know but but the conversation with superman Oh, what a shock. Mal ate to see my Superman in it. Well, just because it showed, like, Superman's not afraid to, to get silly with his best friend. Like, he didn't know how much of this Jimmy's going to use, mm-hmm. but he's going to go full in and put on the wig and, you know, yes, they, they, help this, him out. This is the bit that gets the uh, the actual top. Because, like I say, you know, all, all throughout yeah. it is, uh, like, the lead into a title page with the box of yeah. text, yeah, and then yeah. it, it swerves, and... I don't know about yeah. you, people. I've read every single one of them, and they're all delightful. They can see. They can see here yes. for this scene is that Jimmy's doing an interview, uh, a piece where it's the secret powers of Superman, and it's basically Superman doing a bunch of crappy like magic tricks that aren't actually Superman yeah. powers. He's doing close-up magic. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, but this is a joke. The joke is is that this, these yeah. aren't really his powers. He's just doing these goofy little no. things. Um. So, uh, I don't. Uh, I read most of the. The, the title page things. I got a little tired of it at one point. <laughs> I, I read all of them. I love them. Uh, like even the actual title page, DC Comics cautiously presents Superman's yeah. Algenials. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is. the old X wants to build his monorail thingamajig, or whatever it is, yep. around the city, yeah. uh, which is part of his development plans. Um, I will say, if I've got a disappointment, it's that there wasn't enough stuff in Gotham itself. Basically, we, we finally get to him in his Gotham like yeah. shitty motel apartment, yeah. 
at the very end and he calls in someone for help and then we see in the last page it looks like it's lois looks like lois is like yeah jumping jumping from uh, metropolis to go oh. help jimmy because because jimmy's supposed to be dead right yep. like this is yep. he's deep undercover and now lois and what i love is that they keep her lack of spelling like this is de facto now like from oh, the, the editor's the, group uh... The, the 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 post-it notes the spells yeah, of uh, bludgeon collusion and asylum yep. and you're like what yep. stories is she writing <laughs> yep but no but that that period, those are some of the words that she misspelled from from her own series oh, the wreck stuff yeah the Perry killer like there's no ass in asylum or or there is I forget what it is you have an extra s yeah collusion um, was one but collu- there was yep. the collusion mistake was different I think and the, the regular because Maybe. It, was a, it was a U at the end of the word rather than okay yeah, was, I just remember like, asylum and collusion were there yeah. um, so I mean but, I had fun with the book I, I do I do feel like the like the main thing I was looking forward to though was which was like getting more of the plot with him now in Gotham looking into his murder like it was relegated to like two pages at the end I was like oh yeah. could I use more advancement well, on this well I also love here too that we, we see um, him and Luther. Like, I feel like they're setting up Jimmy and Luther as much as uh, Superman and Luther. Um, because here we get to see how he got his Pulitzer picture. Uh, and there's yeah. a whole bit with the with the, the metal or the coin that they give you when you win the Pulitzer. But it basically was an accident when when he bumped into Luther and then Luther spit on him. Because yeah. he didn't tie his shoes. Um so I like that. There's just a, a lot of character in this book that is only like feel you can only get from Fraction. It's, um, it's, yeah, no, I love this. It was you know all these little vignettes of the various stories that kind of build into yeah. a fairly cohesive mm-hmm. whole uh, overall, yeah. which is uh, a strong talent given how yeah. distinct well, they all are. Well, yeah, I also like here that you see all of his adventures that Superman talks about, and they're all these really crazy. Him fighting a, a Brainiac drone, and I don't know, the him one and Superman, where he's a horse. Yeah, turned into a horse, yeah. and, and, and making out with this, this uh, alien-looking chick. I'm going to go out and I'm here and see every single one of these things has happened in, in oh, comics at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Right? How, how and, many were in, were in Kirby's issues? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then you get to the real stuff where, with him and... and uh, Lois and Clark embedded with the military, you know, Jimmy's all beat up and he's got three cameras around his neck and yeah. whatnot. And it just shows like, yes, he's goofy, but it turns out he's also really good at his job. Yeah, uh, and I like that Superman's trying to remind him that. that. Yeah. Um, and then when Superman takes off and he says up, up, and then he takes off and Jimmy's like, oh, that's my favorite part. You know? So there's these little character beats that I like that, you know, if this was a six-issue mini, I would say, oh, we're wasting too much time. But there's 12 here. So we're, we're going to get to the, the Gotham mystery part, like why he's dead. Um, so I'm okay yeah. with it taking time. And I kind of like just the idea that, that this is pseudo-narrated by Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it feels like. Yeah. And it's the idea of, you know, this is just how he tells the story. He just goes off on one. And it's it's mm-hmm. like how, you know, with his brother, he's like, oh, did I never tell you about how I got that photo? He's like, yes, yeah. 17 million times. Well, yeah, and, and it's kind of the same here where he's just he, he kind of yeah. goes back and forth he's a very fractured narrative yeah yeah um yeah no i mean art's pretty consistent in the last issue as well uh oh, yeah so i i love i really love the flat colors as well uh you know that is working wonders yeah. on this book it feels yeah, it feels like a silver age book yeah it's, it's supposed to i mean the, the the narration box is in the 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 various mm-hmm. title pages plus the, the flat art really 
yep. try to give it like, an impression. Just try to give it that that feel. Man, and we're just out of spoil still. I brought this up last time, but the Lois books is really good. I'm enjoying the Superman books, and now Jimmy, like, it, it feels it, really weird personally reading yeah. just Lois and Jimmy and not anything else from Superman yeah. Family, which it's like those are the books that I'm reading is unusual. Um, but I love both these books, so you know. Yep. Also, don't forget Supergirl, man. That's been great too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking directly. Like, she's off doing her own thing in space right now. You know, the, these feel a little bit more interconnected. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm giving it a nine. Okay, <laughs> Carter. I'm also giving it a nine. Uh-huh. I'm giving it a seven. Look at me being the villain. Oof. Um. That's good. Hey, seven on my scale, Matt, is good. On your scale, it's, oh, this was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a point. True. <laughs> Seven's fine for me. <laughs> yeah, that means if you get below a seven, though, you're done messed up. Uh, you're done goofed. I can enjoy a six, but it's just when you hit five and under where I'm, I'm angry at you. <laughs> hear, hear me, writers? Hear me? Okay. Uh, we'll move on, then, to... Uh, Black Mask, You're the Villain, Issue 1. Where's my button? Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, of course, writing this book, this, this issue. Which, let's be honest, is probably the reason why we read it, because I probably would otherwise be skipping a lot of these one-shots. <laughs> but Tom Taylor wrote this one, so sure. Uh, Clay yep. Hammer on the on the art. Yep. Uh, so this is a Black Tom. Mask-focused issue. Hamner. What did I say? You just said hammer. Hamner. Hamner. Oh, I've written it down wrong. What I wrote down was hammer. I, I, I know he has a pet peeve about that. Yep. So, sorry, Hamner. Sorry. But sometimes... Sometimes when you see, you see uh, M's and N's together like that, sometimes they just all mesh into yeah, one I think that's squiggle. why he hates it, because he goes to, like, cons, and they've just put up his name as Hammer. He's like, God damn it, not again. I think <laughs> I, I would embrace the Hammer surname, honestly. See, if, if I was an artist, I would have created my own logo for my name where the it, it's the first half is all capitals, H-A-M, and then N-E-R in little. So it really I think, hits it. I think uh, if I was... If, let's say you were born with the last name Hammer, I think I'd curse my parents for not calling me Jack. I'd curse them for it. <laughs> I'm Jack or Hammer. You have, or, or you would be able to give it to your own son and be like, look, ah... Keeping it for myself, you stupid parents. <laughs> anyway, so this we get some backstory uh, into Black Hammer and how much of a little shit he was as a kid, how bad his parents Black were. Black Hammer? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Freudian slip because of the, the thing. Black Mask. Black Mask. Um, Good old Roman Sionis. We see, we see a, a, a time where he, he met young Bruce Wayne because his parents were... were uh, uh, not, not as wealthy as them, but, you know, had, had their own... No, they were in the upper crest of Gotham, and yeah. this issue made me realize that that Black Mask was Hush before Hush. Yeah, um, there's definitely elements yeah, to that. that there's, there's elements there. I mean, yeah, their motivations are, are, are a little bit different with Tommy Elliot wanting to be Bruce, where um, I don't think Roman ever did. He just kind of was like, I want normal parents. I will say this. I never, I never knew that Roman made his mask out the the coffin. <laughs> His mother's coffin. Me neither. No, that's great that touch though. Yeah. Great I, touch though. I have a question. You know, you might you just mentioned yes. Hush there. Have either of you yeah. watched the animated Hush yet? Nah. Nope. It um, 
it is very different from from the comic. Okay. okay. Well, about two thirds of it is exactly the same, and it's all the the batshit insane levels of just yeah. we'll throw everything at you. Right. And then the last third does something entirely different to what the comic does. Mm. Interesting. You have to tell me offline. Yeah. I have to um, reread it first, though. I don't remember how it ends. <laughs> oh no, Pete! Oh Pete, no, it's you, been a while. You remember how it ends? When I tell you what it, what they've changed, okay, you'll be like, Hush... oh, oh, it's it's drastic. Yeah, Hush, Hush is one of these pulpy like the real reason that it exists is so Jim Lee could draw as many DC characters That's, as he could. No, in if, that first when, I, when I think of, I would say of just the basic premise of who Hush is. What I think of when I think yeah. of Hush is just various splash pages of Jim Lee getting to draw Huntress yeah. and getting to draw Joker That's being cool. punched oh, in the man. face and so on. His his Superman affected, or his Poison Ivy affected Superman. Mm. One of my favorite images of all time. I mean, yeah. It looks so well, good. I I uh, stand by Hush being a great a beginner book. Yeah, for someone who doesn't really know, yeah. what, you know, they've they've seen you know Batman stuff in the past, obviously, because no who hasn't? But they haven't read a lot of comics. But they're like, hey, once, what, what do I mean? It's a good intro. Yeah. Once I get caught up, I think I'm gonna give this give that a reread. It's been a while. Um, but anyways, uh, Black Mask Hush. Um, yeah, you get so to see Roman yeah, here. The main plot of the yeah. issue, once we switch to present day, uh, great bit of dark humor here actually, because uh, mm-hmm. he's he's with these, he's got, he's, well, he's with one living guard. He's killed all the other guards in this bank, yep. and uh, the, the guard's name is Gary. And I, lo- do you know what? This is easily the best moment out of all this year of the villain stuff, where Lexi's drone showing up because Lexi's drone yeah. shows up, cuts a hole in the ceiling after. Black Mask has been talking to this Gary guy. He freaks out thinking it's the police, shoots Gary in the face, and then, you know, Lexi's hologram pops out and says, he's like, oh, it's you, Lex. You made me shoot Gary. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Gary. I shot, I shot yeah. Gary. <laughs> yeah. I shot Gary made me laugh a lot. That was a really good uh-huh. little dark joke. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, Lex is like, no, nah, hey, why don't you wear this other face and go run this company, this, uh, this uh, was it a pharmaceutical company? Yeah, it's pharmaceutical. It's uh, head. Oh, let me find Headberry. Headberry. Yeah. Industries. And he um, goes there, and it's actually uh, uh, Montoya and Batwoman end up teaming up uh, because Montoya's at the, the first bank robbery scene, and then she comes to get Batwoman and says, "Hey, I think Black Mask is here because all of his generals from from his mob uh, are all now guarding this CEO, which is very suspicious." Headberry. Yes. Yep. So. They're uh they they, they try and take 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 him on and uh, uh don't succeed, but you know they, they don't feel they, they feel oh. to take him in. But well, yeah, because they don't realize that he is assuming the face of yeah the they, guy. They they think that Black Mask is making this guy do what he says. It's a blackmail right. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get yeah. in the car and think, right, okay, look, you know, whatever he's got on you, we'll protect you. And then he just pulls out a gun on them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had no idea this was going to be a Batwoman and Montoya team up yeah. issue. Uh, Not a clue. No. So that was a nice surprise. That no, was pretty great. Yeah. Um, um, and then he walks around the corner and pulls off the face. Yeah. Ends, <laughs> very very Scooby Doo. Ends with him becoming someone else because he, he goes and knocks on someone else's door, uh, saying he's a delivery guy, but he's got, he's got the same face as because this happened earlier on with the, the CEO, where he opened yeah. the door and it was his own face, and he's like, "What the hell?" Uh, so. No, I mean, it's a really simple issue. Is it a necessary one-shot? Not in the slightest, but was it enjoyable to read? It is pretty enjoyable to read because Tom Taylor knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. And I think the testament to that is the fact that this was an oversized issue. It was, you know, your your bigger $5 book. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the length. No. Uh, and 
it also made me want to read more Black Mask because that's a character I have a, a very mm. big blind spot for. Um, I know Brubaker used him in his Catwoman, so I'm gonna I'm gonna track those down. Yeah, uh, I'm not counting a lot of him. The odd bit here no. or there, mm. um, but but like if, if we have more I shot Gary moments, <laughs> then then Black Mask can become one of my favorite villains just because he is so delightfully dark without that uh, Joker. You know, like oh, I'm so crazy. Like no, yeah. he's just a sociopath. You know, <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, yeah. yeah, so and I'm I'm down um, for more of the the face changing shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I I feel like that's why that this this exists to reestablish that this is what Black Masters because I haven't seen this in all. I don't know mm-hmm. ever really. I've never seen him do it yeah. like this. Um, right, and that, that's again that's where the hush thing came from. That Tommy Elliot wants to be Bruce Wayne, and that's why he wears the the bandage around his face, right? Right, because he's making himself look. But, but here you have Black, Black Mask putting on other people's faces. It's, it's, you know, it's Mission it's, Impossible it's style. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say the R is a little bit in the middling side, uh, typically. I agree. Yeah, usually Hamner's a, a lot clearer than this. These felt like... Really heavy almost like they had a sketch quality to them. Yeah. Do you, do you wonder if... Because so, uh, some of the faces felt a bit fat to me and things like that. Do you wonder yeah. if um, having to do the extra temp... Like maybe you just got the regular month to do this. Yeah. And... It was extra pages, so you had to rush maybe. through it all. Yeah, it was, maybe. It was down to like the very first page, or maybe yeah. it was the second page actually, the full page with the kid. Actually, I mean even on the first page, the kid's yeah. face just looks a bit. Because, but his uh, his his Renee, his Batwoman, they, those all look great. His Black Mask, you know. Yeah, uh, I think Black Mask oh. helps a lot in that there are no facial expressions to draw. No. Yeah, yeah, it's just a skull, so it's easier to yeah. keep consistent. Yeah. I don't yeah. hate it, but I don't, I don't Also, you know, Ewan McGregor's playing Black Mask in, in the Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, he is. So uh, that's another thing to be excited for. You, you know who else he's playing, though, right, Matt? Oh, I know who he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's playing some Kenobi, which he's playing was, ben. Was, was officially confirmed at D23 this, this just, just With- yesterday. With the subtitle of a Star Wars story, so that yes, because it's away. a limited series, isn't it? Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, still the one of the funniest lines in Star Wars is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, like old Ben Kenobi. Like it's not even him trying to change it. It's not like he changed his name to Ben, whatever. You know, Ben Tatooine. So yeah, it's not like it's a super common name. You assume? No. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I hope we get a little bit of that in this, but yeah, Ewan's back. He's getting that money. Yeah, yeah. They came out on stage, and he, he seemed to be having fun with it. Yep. Uh, well, probably, from probably all from everything I've heard, he he was the one that would stand up to George Lucas when it came time for the acting choices. Lucas was forcing on them, and I guess he would just tell George stuff like, yeah, "No, let me do this. I I'm gonna channel." You know, Alec Guinness, who I think Alec Guinness also wouldn't, you know, wasn't respecting George Lucas in that first movie. So, yeah, um, yeah. But, I just want to know who's who's show running this because it's got to yeah, be someone yeah. juicy. Um, I know all, all the scripts are written already. OK, there we go. Yeah, they're, they're starting filming in sometime next year. They didn't say when, but oh, so yeah. maybe late next year, early 2021 yeah. is when we can probably expect to see it. I mean, what if this is Ryan Johnson's project? No, he's still doing a trilogy, isn't he? Is he still doing the trilogy? I'm sure he spoke about it recently. Damn. 
So I would want to know. I, I loved his episodes of Breaking Bad. So I, I would like to see his short form again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't see Pete right now, but I, I'm sure I think, he's... I, I think he's dead. I think his head exploded. <laughs> Scanner style? <laughs> he's just upset that we're getting all this stuff. That, that, that was a real natural. I wasn't even going for that. I was just pointing out Black Mats. No, and... I know. But I just thought I'm going to take the opportunity to annoy Pete. <laughs> Are we done? Good. Sure. Oh, Matt, what are you giving the, the Black Mask one shot? Uh, I'm going to give this one uh, uh, an 8. I Normally the art would knock it down, but I did love... Again, it made me have interest in Black Mask. I want to track down more. And then that's rare anymore. So, hmm. uh, Connor? I'm weirdly lining up with Matt on a lot of books here today. Because I'm that's scary. An eight. Um, I probably would give it an 8.5 if, if the art had been a little more to my taste. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'll go with an eight as well. Uh, yeah, we can all agree on that. Uh, that Tom Taylor magic just working for us, I guess. Uh, but that is an end to the four new books that we had this week. Um, again, just just wait until October, guys. We're gonna so many books, so many new books to talk about. Uh, so, but we do have a couple of Patreon punishment issues. I did not read mine this week. Uh, I'll do mine next week because uh, he's a terrible person. Because I didn't have time before we we started, um, because well I'll just I'll just say it. I couldn't get asleep last night. I was sleeping until like right before. <laughs> so, um, Connor, you got Red Hood Outlaw thirty five to talk about. Scott Lobdell, I assume, still writing the book. You assume correctly. Pete Woods still an art, or are you? No, it's Pete Woods. Pete Woods. Okay. That that isn't a problem. You know, Pete, Pete Woods is is decent. Not, not my favorite artist, something wrong, but I mean, good, it, you know, um, better than some of the art this week, you know, I mean, well, probably just better than Hammer, to be honest, in, in my opinion, you know, the, the others are probably prefer more, um, but still, you know, it, it's it's not a bad week for art. Uh, what happened this issue? Um, oh, we start with a big spiel about how Jason's dad, you know, that, you know, it was it was like ten minutes old, and and his dad took him out onto the balcony. And was like, hey, look at this kid. You got your whole life in front of you. You know, Gotham's gonna be yours. And I'm like, oh, what is this terrible bullshit? Um, but Jason does doesn't want Gotham apparently. He's just here because it's convenient. Uh, God knows. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask. But, uh, he Why goes, does Jason he gets... Todd have such a cult following? I don't get it. <laughs> it's such a good. It's been question. like one guy since he's been back. Like Winnick, I get the Winnick stuff. Not my favorite character, but I get it. Since the New Fifty Two, it's been this dude, and I don't understand well, it. Like, um, it makes if me if mad. Anyone follows the Mild Fuzz Twitter, the regular one, not the comics one, they'll have seen maybe a post or two this week, ask poking at some bigger questions in life. I feel like why does Jason Todd have a cult following fits right alongside those questions. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know, yeah, my, no, my, he... my goddamn Twitter feed right now is just... Other people tweeting off accounts you thought were safe. It's just, it's just, it's just filled with Star Wars crap. Uh, like That's all I was talking about today. Oh. Hey, buddy. Are they saying anything interesting? Nah, not really. They definitely are. Pete's just... 
They're just retweeting the poster and posting clips of Boyega talking. I mean, can we just, uh, there was, you know, that footage that they showed. You've got Red Hood to talk about. You stop talking about Star Wars right hey, now, you hey, ginger cream. I'm going to talk about something red. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've, if you've heard or seen the tweets yet, Matt, but have you, have you heard what was at the end of the footage they showed? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, mild spoilers for any footage they may have showed at D23 for anyone who cares. Yeah, they showed Ray, a red lightsaber, a double, a double-sided one. Okay, well, that, I gotta go find this now, guys. So uh, your mate's going, Matt. Your mate's going, Matt. Just uh. Uh. So yeah. So Jason gets into his car and he gets driven away, and it's it's Wingman driving him away. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you know, when we first met, I was trying to kill you, you know." Now you, now you gave me a job. You know, all this time, you never even asked my real name. Why do you even trust me? And Jason's like, oh, I don't trust you. I just like to keep things simple. Betray me and I'll kill you. But, eh. He goes, hmm, that's fair. And then uh, Susie, you know, stops the car. When they get, when they get to the, car, uh, the boat, because they're going out to, you know, ice boat launch. They get there. Susie stops the car, opens the door. And it's like, look, we need to talk. You know, last issue, you, you were off in France and the Euroblock got hit. And, you know, me and my sisters, we're trying to put that life behind. Man. You know, if you're dragging us back in, that's uh, that's just not good enough. And she's grabbing him by the arm. And she's saying, she's quite a big woman. This. And, and, you know, Jason's like, yeah, you might want to rethink what you're doing with that hand. But you're fine. You know, you, you're not going to be killed. So at least one of them's dying. Um, I'm pretty confident. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, not like yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I can only tell you Susie because she was here. And it, I, the one thing I will say in in Lovedell's credit is when there's every time there's a new character or, or not new character, just new to this issue, it does a little pop up and tells me you know who they are. You know this one, Susie Sue, former bad girl from Concierge. Uh, you know, it it tells me these things. And, uh, but yeah, no, Jason gets on the boat. He's like, right, I'm going on my own. And it's all this of, oh, you know, my, you know, my past is out there in the fog. I can feel it. Her. She wants to stop me. I'm like, what What the hell's going on here? And then we get more of this old cast chite that we got some of last issue with the, the soul blade, if you recall. I try not to. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but it was all this bollocks that he was the only human ever to have been trained by the old cast for reasons. Um, but this girl shows up who's one of them. Who These are like immortal beings by the sounds of it. And she is the daughter of like the queen of the old cast. And she's the one that was you know destined for the throne. Obviously they had a thing. And it's whether or not, oh, are you going to kill me or kiss me? All that. Um, and, you know, they have a bit of a fight. He, he pulls out his sword. He's got her special swords. Um, what are those? Because he had the, he had the, the old blade, I think it was called. And she has, like, the blood blade. Anyway, she stabs him with it. And she's like, right, I've won. You know, this is all solved. And then he's like, no, nah, not so quick. And she starts vanishing uh, and getting sucked into the sword. Uh, apparently, you know, the blood blade had its own restrictions where and and this is where i have to question the the specific wording 
It came with a sacred trust to never draw the blood of the innocent or she would be trapped with him forever. And he says, oh, you made the same mistake everyone else does with, with me. I'm not evil or good. I'm just practical. Now, I'm not disputing that fact. But it didn't say there that she could, she could never draw the blood of someone good. It said she couldn't draw the blood of someone innocent. And if you're trying to tell me Jason bloody Todd is innocent, <laughs> then I have a hard time swallowing that. That, that seems implausible to me. Hmm. Oh, but uh, yeah, he goes to his room. He goes to lock up the sword away, nice and safe in his vault. And then Penguin's there and pulls a gun on him. Because uh, obviously he got out at the end of last issue. Probably. I remember all the stuff with, with Bunker. I assume he got out. I like how Connor's audio quality was deteriorating as that went on. It was almost like the oh, night yeah. was. There and, oh, I was really? like, there and I was <sighs> like, no, you don't want to hear any of this, uh, this Red Hood talk. Uh, sorry, I I don't know what's causing that. Is it still bad? No, it's just better it's now. It's good now. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, now, now I'm finished with Red Hood. Good. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like a... Three. It was very gradual. It was a very gradual deterioration, but I just, I was noticing it towards the end. I was like, you sound a bit rough. <laughs> uh. Um, But hey-ho. Uh, you got another book to talk about, though. You got Generation X, issue... Five? I don't know what issue it is. It was just the next one in the book. Okay. <laughs> Scott, so, Scott Lobdell, again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Chris Piccolo or not? Yeah. Oh. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, just thinking of how, how much detest do I put into my voice? I don't know. I really... I really don't like Lobdell, guys. Yeah, oh, she's not good. This is out of nowhere. Where did this come from? Uh, no, this issue, it starts with, uh, you know, uh, Emma Frost. She, she was kidnapped probably last issue, or, or they were chasing, they, they knew she was kidnapped last issue, I think. Let's see. So they were they were hunting after her. You know, the, the, the main group of kids were. Um, but Hemingway and another villain whose name it doesn't say, uh, took her. They've got her tied up, but they've got uh, another like a mutant kid called Leech there, who just drains all their powers, as as mm -hmm. the name might suggest. So she hasn't got her powers. So you know, so they've got her like tied up in all these kind of ribbons, more than ropes, uh, is is what I would say. Um, and then, but then you know, she's she's stuck there, and our, our team, you know, we cut to them. Sinks like, hey, I'm going to try something new I've never done before. And he just kind of locks in on, on the villains and is like, "Hey, I I know where they are." You know, he, his aura flares up and then like lights a path to them. So they run off trying to follow it. Um, this is the, you know I should point out after after Emma, uh, Emma Frost, we cut to uh, you know the, the kids and we get our first establishing panel. It's just a you know a meanwhile, yeah, well, not 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 too bad. I'll give you that one, and then. And then we cut to uh, you know, the mansion, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, Massachusetts, home and private academy of the next generation of mutants, teenagers with genetic quirks, making their way in a world too busy to, to too busy hating them to understand them. I'm like, Jesus, five panels to tell me we're at Xavier's school. It just didn't need that much. 
Um, but Husk is is very drunk. I think I think uh, last issue she was getting drunk. You know, um, or it was was like, you know, hey, you know, do do whatever you want. You know, you do whatever vices you've got. But she is very drunk. She's throwing up in the bath. I think by the look of it. And uh, Jonathan comes and helps her to a room, which is a tip. And he's surprised that it's a tip, but because apparently she's quite organised. Um, and then she hits on him. She's like, maybe I found something more interesting than studying. And he, she, he's like, you're drunk. And she just goes, am I? I was like, you were just throwing up in the bath, love. Yes, you were. <laughs> That's what a drunk person would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty, pretty low bar here of, of whether or not you're drunk. If you're throwing up, yes, you probably are. Um, but this is where we cut back uh, to to Emma, and it's uh, several flights underground, midtown. Um, but uh, you, we've got the kids in the vents, and but their powers are they're losing them now because they've got too close to Leech. They're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? And then Emma just kicks. She she spins in the ribbons and kicks Leech and knocks him out, which turns off his power, and she can use hers and. You tell me that Emma Frost just spin kicked a child while she's tied up in ribbons. Yeah, it's it's glorious. And and this is a ch- this child is green, by the way. It looks kind of like a little frog. And yeah, this is already in Leech. They're they're of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want to make yeah. for anyone who didn't know, yeah, for, for yeah. the image, um, she is kicking Ar- this small green child. Yeah, already speaks in pictures. Uh, and Leech doesn't talk. I don't think. But yeah, he does a little bit here, but he talks in third person. Leech is okay. Soul. There you go. Whew. Yeah. Um, so she kicks him, knocks him out, uh, blasts out all, all the villains there that, that have got her. Because uh, they are the, the Gene Nation, I think is what they were called. Yeah. Uh, There's some evil cult now that are presumably going to be a problem in the near future of the 90s. Um, but yeah, so you know the, the kids all then drop out of the room. Uh, yeah, ah, uh, oh, guess uh, guess you solved that. And she's very sarcastic, going, "Oh, bravo! You managed to track me. Gold stars for the whole class." Um, and then one of them suggests, "Yeah, maybe we should just kill all of them. You know, the, the, these here, because yeah, you know, I mean, the authorities could handle things, but yeah, you know, maybe we should get some payback for what they did to." whoever, some people at a disco that happened in an Uncanny X-Men issue I didn't read. Um, and, and you know, he's like, well, it's not like any of us could stop you if you happen to fry their brains. Uh, she's like, oh, you, you don't want to go there. Uh, not, not what we need. Um, but it's after this that, you know, there's a the, another villain watching over them sets off an explosive uh, and th- they have to be saved by M. She swoops in and you know grabs some falling rubble and saves her jubilee. Um, but now we're later. Uh, they're outside. They're, they're, they're fine. They're, I think they're, they're, they're bringing Leech with them. And then a page later, after later, we got later still at the place where the legend of the X-Men began, the Xavier <sighs> Institute in nearby Westchester County. I'm like, Every time we cut here, it needs like three to three to five panels. Like, I don't understand why. Um, but you know, Xavier's here, and Emma's going, "Hey, you know, you should probably uh, be a bit more concerned about this this Gene Nation. They're they're pretty evil, and uh, if it was any other, if, if I was anyone other than me, I'd be pretty scared of them." So, uh, 
you should uh, you should do something. Uh, and then, uh, but Jubilee, the back of the school, you know, she goes off into the woods to visit Logan, who I'm not sure if he's actually huge or if it's just a weird thing in the art here. Um, he's definitely he's he's lost his adamantium and he's gone a bit feral. Mm-hmm. I should do. Uh, no, yeah. But yeah, that happened when uh, Magneto pulled it out. Sure. It, yeah, his mutation started. So it was like the adamantium's keeping his feralness in. Okay. He started wearing a bandana mask. It was weird. Uh, he, he's talking perfectly coherently. He seems fine. I genuinely don't know because he looks borderline Hulk-esque, hulked out, like yeah. you know, all big raging muscles, huge hands, and Jubilee is like tiny in comparison. He's not necessarily that much taller, just you know, wider and bulked out. And I don't know if he's actually been physically affected, or if it's just the way he's drawn here. I'm. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's the Chris uh, Bakalo. Version uh, that stands to reason. He's he's yeah. kind of huge, um, but he's just talking about how oh I half hoped you wouldn't see me like this, but the other half hoped you'd come now when when you needed me most when when I needed you most, and you you know I'm really proud of you going to school and learning about your powers and yeah you know, promise me you'll stay in school and then nothing like this will ever happen to you and uh, yeah and then that's almost the end of the issue uh, last page. Back to Xavier's, which this time, mercifully, it just says Xavier's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's Sean walking out with penance, and uh, you know he, he sees Gateway, and Gateway's you know covering his eyes and ears, and he's like, oh, you know, why why are you covering your ears? And then immediately later, there's a, an explosion in the girls' dorm, um, and he's like, oh god damn it, Jonathan, what have you done? And uh, that's the end of the issue. Okay. Wow. Art was rough. I appreciated that it didn't cut around more than it has done in the past. It felt relatively cohesive. Um, still some rubbish dialogue, but I mean, to be expected because of Dell and terrible establishing panels for, for Xavier's mansion in particular. Other places aren't as bad for some reason. It's just Xavier's that has to have a fancy description every time for some reason. But the problem is after the first, like the, the very first box is like got a, a capitalized letter like, you know, like a, in, in a different color to make it clear that it's a new scene. Um, but the other boxes underneath don't have anything that lets you know that it's not just a run on sentence. So you kind of have to read, you can't just go, oh, it's, it's, it's still just doing Xavier's thing. You have to read every one until you realize Oh, this one's still not another thing. And then all of a sudden you'll just be, oh, the next one is is just the next actual narration box. And I do need to read this one. So you can't skip me. It's really frustrating. So I'll give it a three and a half. Wasn't the last one a three and a half as well? Oh. <laughs> you think I remember what I gave the last issue? No, the, no, not the last issue, though. Like Red Hood. Did you just give that three yeah, and a half? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you a word for so, it. Sounds about right. Oh dear. Yeah, right. I, I don't actually know what I gave Red Hood anymore. I've forgotten already, but three and a half sounds plausible. All right, well, that wraps up the books. Uh, it takes us to the section of the show where we pick our favorite things of the week, favorite panel slash moment, favorite cover, favorite art, and top five books, or in this case, ranking the four books that we read. Uh, so, uh, Matt, what is your favorite panel slash moment? It's going to be from uh, Jimmy Olsen. It's when, uh, uh, let's see, there's, there's a 
bunch of them I could go with. It's probably going to be the page where we see all the, the crazy adventures he's been on, and then that ends with him and Lois and Clark being embedded. Uh, that's um, like two pages, but sure. Well, I'll, I, the, I'll put the page uh, where he's embedded, where it ends on that. That's, that's a really good one. All right, Carr? Uh, also from Jimmy Olsen, I'm going to go with the, the actual title page, the double spread of uh, of him and Superman sat on the roof, staring out over the sea. It's a, it's a gorgeous image. Yeah, I don't, I don't have as obvious I want to go for, bizarrely. There's a couple of things in Batman that could take the cake. Not, um, not the big giant monster in Aquaman. But that's probably what I'm leaning to, uh, is, is Aquaman. It's not... Is it, my only hesitation is that it's not as good as the flashback of the monster in the last it's, issue. I, I'm assuming it's a different monster, to be fair. It may be a different monster, but like that 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 was like such a great page. Whereas here, the, 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 yeah. the monster's cool. Uh, you know, the, the, I'm excited about it, but... Um, I will say my, my other choice would have been from Aquaman would have been the, the sunsets. You know what? Yeah, that's a good one. The sunset, mm-hmm. no, sun, sunrise, well, not sunset. The sunrise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Actually, I'll go with the sun because I like the how the quiet that page is. It's just the, the the contemplation and the the sequential rising. Yeah. Um, I'll go with that. All right. So, uh, best cover of the week, Matt. Ooh, let me let me look at these. Oh, it's the Jimmy Olsen uh, variant. Jimmy Olsen uh, variant. Yeah, he's on the scooter. We talked about it last week. Oh, oh yeah, no, that is real nice. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. So, yeah. is that your pick? Mm-hmm. I'm looking. No, no, I'm going with the Middleton Aquaman variant. Yeah, Yeah, they're really trying to make him look like Momoa <laughs> in those yeah. periods. They really are. Yeah, I'm okay with that in variants. Um. I actually think I might go with the the Black Mask cover. Oh, it's, it's a Garrett's cover, isn't it? It's a Garrett's so, cover, yeah. It's just it's just the skull basically with uh some good one too background behind it. So, uh, now I'll go, I'll go with the Black Mask. I like that one. Uh, all right. So best art of the week then, Matt. Uh, Steve Weber, uh, Jimmy Olsen. Connor seconded. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have to go with that as well. Actually, I'll, I'll go with Olsen for art. Uh, it's the best of the week for sure. It's also the most consistent of the week for sure as well. Yeah. Um. So ranking books, Matt, go for it. Jimmy Olsen, Black Mask, Aquaman, Batman. There you easy, go. Easy. Connor. Same order. Uh, Aquaman's number one for me. Black Mask is number two. Batman's number three. Jimmy Olsen's number four. Yep. The disgusting I'm, corner I'm space genuinely makes it all struggling, worth it. To, struggling to fathom having Jim Hilson below Batman. Well, hey, it goes like, in my, my ratings. My brain physically cannot wrap my, my head around that. My ratings, uh, you know, set up for that. I rated Batman higher, so I'm consistent. <laughs> You're terrible. If nothing else, you can't say I'm not consistent. So, what's coming out next week, though? This is this is uh, what's important next. Yeah. Uh, so, finally, not an anemic week, although it is worth mentioning, actually, just because I'm reminded here, uh, Matt will be missing next week's episode yep. uh, just to some personal commitments, but he'll be back the week after. Uh, so, you got me and Cara next week, which I know is very depressing. Um, hey, you know. hey, I have strong opinions on some books next week, probably. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got both Superman and Action to do on my own, though. <laughs> That's not here for those. And your punishment issue. 
I'm you should have done it this week. Yeah, 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 it's coming, it's coming. Uh, so, coming next week, we got Action Comics 1014, we got Batgirl 38, we got Batman Beyond 35, which we won't be covering, of course, uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight issue 2. Yeah, but we, he's actually going to have to talk about that one this time. He's <laughs> not going to be here to, to go off on one. I, I only didn't last time because you two just went with it. You just yeah, took, went yeah. with it, I just let you go. I uh, really ran with it. We do I have, really love that book. Yeah, we got Batman Superman issue one, so we got a big issue one next week. Uh, so if you want to send in uh, thoughts, Matt, for next week, I think that's the priority. <laughs> send in Batman yeah, Superman no, I thoughts. Know. That's what I led with, but I called it Superman Batman. So that's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics one thousand ten is out, uh, although we've dropped that, but uh, worth mentioning, it's coming out. Dial H for Hero issue six is out. Uh, the Flash number seventy seven. Freedom Fighters issue eight. Although we did drop that as well. Although, Matt, Matt are you still reading that, Matt? No, I still read it. Still I just don't review it. You won't be here, though, so <laughs> it's no, irrelevant. No. Um, we got Justice League Dark, issue 14, as well as Justice League 30. I know I did those out of order. Just my eye went where it went first. Uh, Martian Manhunter, issue 8, is out next week. Uh, as is Red Hood Outlaw, 37. Connor will get to that um, in a few months' time. We'll see. Although he's got an annual coming up soon, which we've been hearing bad things about from David, who makes him read these things. Uh, the Terrific number 19 is out next week. And we got Wonder Woman issue 77. So enjoy that G. Willow Wilson run will we can. Um, four four uh, issues left. Is that all that is? I'm going to mention uh, there is a, the Mariko Tamaki Harley Quinn Inc. book is out next week. Ah, uh, yes, the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's worth mentioning. Uh, breaking glass. So, no, no, uh, more of a healthier week next week. Uh, so we've got some decent books to talk about. Uh, or a decent amount of books, I should say. I'm not saying there wasn't decent books this week. I'm saying... Yeah, uh, and I don't think you mentioned Superman there like when you were going through your list because it's well, not actually on Diamond yeah, because, it, because of oh, a weird thing where it already shipped technically. Yeah, yeah, so it's not on the list here, which is why I didn't think to mention it. But yeah, Superman is out next week uh, from everything we know about. So... Uh, yeah, so that is what's coming next week uh, for the final Wednesday of of August. So we'll see how how that ships up. Um, but that is us. That is, that is issue one sixteen. Uh, as as far as I'm aware, unless I'm forgetting something, I don't think I'm forgetting something. I feel like, I feel like there's a more of a hubbub at the end. I feel like I feel like this has ended in a really weird down note. Where I feel like, like you're usually kind of saying, you know, this is their picks, and you haven't done that, so that's, so that's what you feel like you're missing. Piss off. Piss off. That's, usually, that's before I tell you what's coming next week. That's that's the yeah, one I'm missing I, I, here. I, I know, but I didn't give you shit about it two minutes ago. Give me shit about it now. That has been 169 of Comics from the Multiverse, our DC Comics show, uh, here from Elfuzz TV. You can, of course, uh, support us and help us out in a number of different ways. And I actually, I meant to do some of these plugs in the middle, because I want to do that in some of the longer shows, and I forgot to do it this week, but it's coming. The Patreon plug's going to start coming in the middle of the show, halfway You're through the books. threatening them with adverts in the middle now. And it's, it, like... it's not an ad. It's not an ad. It's because I know some people turn off before the, 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 the last little bit, because they're like, oh, it's just the plugs now, I can leave. No, 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 no. I no, mean, no, no. I've tuned out, so I no, can't no, no, imagine no. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt, tell them about patreon.com slash TV. Yeah, go there and make Connor read bad books. Um, <laughs> also go there and uh, make Pete read bad books. Or watch bad movies. Yes. Or watch bad movies. Um, 
Screams after midnight. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Tim kills it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love, I love how he's saying go follow us at Screams Midnight on Twitter before he says at DC Comics Podcast, which is this show's Twitter. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably if they're watching, they're following. In Matt's defense, it's right, it's I right had there. also assumed Peter just already said that because I wasn't listening. Okay, to sure, sure. No, don't don't give me the uh, don't give me the spotlight. Yes, uh, you you can of course. Like Garth in Wayne's World. Hey, what's over there? Uh, that, was, that was a good sound effect, Matt. Uh, so, um, you can of course support us for as little as one dollar per month. And for that one dollar, uh, you get a bunch of things. You get some early access to some stuff. You get some bonus episodes of some of the movie podcasts we do, like Screams After Midnight, like the Ace, the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Yeah. Um, most relevant to this show, though, you get access to comics from the Multiverse Extra, which is me and Connor uh, in an audio-only show, sort of working through single issues uh, one at a time. Um, the idea is it's maybe weekly. We don't necessarily always hit that though, so. I'm, I'm i'm keeping it flexible for the for the sake of uh promises not being well, I hope once we get into a rhythm we get a yeah. you know because like, like once we get into a rhythm with with star trek for example that was pretty consistent weekly for for a long time oh yeah so no, once, no, once we get into that that rhythm the, this this will be knocked out that's true uh, so you can check out that the one dollar tier, and then of course there's higher tiers. We get to sponsor things, get your name at the end of the videos, and all sorts of things. So go and have a look at Patreon. Uh, you can of course support us in another way, which is to rate and review the podcast on your podcast app, and uh, namely Apple Podcasts is the most common one. Uh, if you give us a five star rating and a nice little review, it helps more people find us and re- recommends us out to to more people in search results and things like that. So uh, go go do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, follow us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. And uh, as always, you can set, keep sending questions and thoughts and other things to mftvquestions at gmail.com, uh, especially if they're too long for a tweet. But uh, obviously, Twitter works as well uh, and easy, easy enough. So go and uh, do all those things. Do, do a variety of those things and keep reading comics, DC comics especially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to read Thor, read Thor. And then, and then read, read King Thor. Read, read. Read Ta-Nehisi Coates, Captain America. Read Immortal Hulk. These books are very good. I, I will. I will. They are real good books. I'll admit yeah. to this. Um, read, read Ed Brubaker's uh, Criminal. Do you know? That, I bought the first. Is Criminal the one that's split into seasons? Yeah. Yeah, sounds yeah. right. Yeah, I, season one was on sale uh, in a DC sale not so long ago. Oh wait, no, uh, wait, wait, no. That Criminal's I not. I think it's Sleeper. You think it's Sleeper? Yeah, I grabbed yeah, yeah. that. And I'm like, uh, when you were saying, book. yeah, when you were saying seasons, I thought you meant like, like they're out of order. Like you no, can read no, Criminal in any way. Like season one. Yeah. Yeah. That's sleeper. Yeah. Joe, Joe's funny is that there was a point a little while ago when I was worried that the books were starting to like be too, too, too little per week. Right. They're just generally because of the state of DC comics and what we've dropped and whatnot that I thought, oh, maybe eventually, yeah, we'll just have like a Marvel section where we talk about the three or four Marvel books we want to talk about. Uh, of course, DC completely changed any thoughts of that by announcing 50 Everything. new issue ones yeah. over the course yeah. of two months but um it's always a backup plan because there's always at least a few good marvel books to talk yeah. about yeah as much but as no, the, yeah. this audience may all hate it though admittedly because you're like oh it's filthy marvel it's a dc yeah. show no, there's good stuff going on over there right now we can talk about some creator own books if that's safer <laughs> it's not the opposing team this, this right. is like this is like a console where it's okay to talk about pc yeah. games as long as it's not the, it's not, can't talk about yeah. Xbox. It, it's, it's like Nintendo when you've got Sony and Xbox. Go, eh, Nintendo, did you have chill? Yeah. Do your own thing. Yeah, while, while I'm primarily a DC guy and all my favorite characters tend to come from DC, I will follow certain creators. 
I just yeah. I, I love the idea that Black Hammer is the Super Mario <laughs> of uh, the comic book world now. It's been that logic. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, <laughs> the the final issue of uh, Wicked Divine should be in about two weeks, and it's just like it's like it's it's an epilogue issue. So it, mm-hmm. like the last issue was the last issue of the main story, and holy crap, that run is something special. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I also read. Uh... Real quick, um, Connor found the issue for me last week, but I read the Tom Taylor Rosenthorn book. Oh, how was this it? Week. It's pretty good. It's definitely like, oh man, I wish he got more of these because it's just a first issue, and it, it's not really standalone. Oh, really? It's like a but, like a launching pad. Yep, but uh, hmm. Rosenthorn definitely is is a character I can get behind. There's a lot of fun there, so looking forward to seeing more of her in action. Do it, Bendis. Yeah. Well, anyways, cool. Uh, Patreon, we, we did that. Yeah, we did uh, all those things. Uh, this is why you wait till after the plug. You may get a little bit of bonus conversation that's just kind of random yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, this does happen. It does happen from yeah. time to time. Um, and I'll probably really regret that I even haven't had that idea to talk about other books then, because there will be some people who ask for it now. <laughs> to be honest, I'll wait like this, but there was only so few books. Maybe it was a good idea, but... Uh, we find a way to ramble ourselves to a decent runtime anyway. So um, here we are. <laughs> Sorry, I just found a picture. It's a painting of Smokey the Bear pointing to this beautiful wilderness. But instead of like protect the forest, he's pointing to a family. He says, watch me eat this family. And I lost my shit. I'm saving that. I'm going to reshare that on Twitter. That has been Comments from the Multiverse, episode 169, people. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. So make sure you keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Oh, so that Connor guy is the worst.